0: Hello. 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 Oh, okay. One second. Sorry. One second. One second. Hello, and welcome to Spooky Sips, where we put our love of horror movies into a podcast and sip some spirits along the way. I'm one of your hosts, Yvette. I'm here with my co-hosts, Lara and Brianna. Hello. Hey. All right. So we decided to jump back into the 80s. And
1: can I just say... I it's been a few years since I've seen this movie. I forgot just how very 80s it is. Oh, oh yes. Amazing. <laughs> My we, favorite so decade. We, yes. So we watched Nightmare on Elm Street, the classic, which I'm sure you already know what it's about, but essentially there's this group of teens that are all sharing a nightmare that's very similar. And death begins to stalk them in their dreams. And as they die in their dreams, it comes true in real life. And so, you know, the one teen Nancy sets out to, like, solve the crime. Because the police are like, oh, you poor crazy girls, shut up. Like
2: (laughs) The cops and most of all the dad in this movie were so aggravating. Thing mm-hmm. I about crawled out of my skin in some of the final scenes where they just are complete doofuses. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, I think we're going to start off with something a little bit different because it's so funny. I myself don't take a lot of notes during the movies. So mm-hmm. mine are usually pretty short. So I'm just going to read you the series of my notes. And I think it perfectly sums up The movie.
0: Oh, I love this.
1: I started off with first chase in Alley. I love his little waddle.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he does waddle. His
1: His face is genuinely disgusting. Maybe you don't think murder is serious. Jesus, mom. (laughs) I wrote that quote too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, the hidden coffee pot has me cackling. Yes. And then I ended in your shit.
2: (laughs) That was. Perfect. I mean, we don't even I need think to talk about. That really about, sums up what the movie was. That's kind of was. it. You yeah, got don't it. even yeah, need to done. talk about mm-hmm. the movie anymore. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all that happens.
0: Amazing. <laughs> Those are amazing notes. So obviously, we've all seen this movie before. Yes. Um, honestly, I don't remember when I first watched this movie. I feel like I don't remember my first watch. Was it even with you guys? I feel like this is a movie that maybe you guys made me watch it- at some point.
2: It very well could have been, because I think mm. we did watch it all together maybe a few yeah. years ago. Yeah. Um, I think I watched it in high school. Mm-hmm. And I think in high school, I didn't truly appreciate just how amazing that 80s vibe mm-hmm. was. I mean, I've always been an 80s fan. But I've, I think when I was younger, I kind of felt like it seemed more dated or it seemed... Um, sometimes the older movies take a while. Right. I yeah, seem to be drawn out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I appreciated it as much as I have the last few times I've watched it as I've been a little bit older. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I think for me the first because I I actually didn't watch that many like horror movies in high school. So like as I got into my early twenties, it was like something I tried to do to like catch up on all of the movies. Mm-hmm. And my late friend Kelsey, this was her favorite movie, and so she was very excited to introduce me to it. So I saw this probably like. It was probably like 15 years ago for the first time. Um, And yeah, I think that like I appreciated it even more this last time. Like, just yeah, I feel like something about this rewatch was, was, it was
0: more like, it was like, I feel like I'd forgotten so much about it. Maybe it's because there were, I mean, there were a lot of sequels. Um, Yeah, yeah. I think that could, could, yeah. And I think I watched. Some of them. I've definitely Mm. watched more than one of the sequels. So I feel like they all started to like mix. So rewatching this, it was like, oh, this movie's great. (laughs) Like it was really fun on this rewatch. I feel
2: like I caught some things that I think maybe I haven't, you know, noticed or really appreciated in the past too, like the hidden coffee pot. Yes. (laughs) And I know we'll talk about it as we go through the movie, (laughs) but I I wrote down, that is a genius idea. So, coffee. <laughs> why not have a coffee pot alarm in your room? You don't even have yes. to roll out of bed. Yeah. That's what wakes you up—is your coffee goes off in your nightstand. I want a coffee pot nightstand. You just smell Brilliant. the coffee and like yes. you're up. You're Love there. It. Mm-hmm. Okay. it reminds me of like the the office where Michael Scott makes bacon <laughs> like George on a George Foreman grill to wake himself yes. up. <laughs> Well, I thought of. I'm gonna like burn myself with coffee, yeah, set up
0: the George Foreman grill, the coffee pot, you just
2: have a whole little
1: diner
0: there, right? In the room. nightstand, yeah, <laughs> probably, probably. Oh, <laughs> geez, yeah, uh, no, this movie had so many great moments, yeah, yeah. I don't know why that coffee pot was so funny, I know, like it just, <laughs>
2: just I'm like, all
0: right, good night, and
2: then it's like secret, <laughs> I know, it's like it's like when people like hide. Cigarettes or something. Yes, it's, yeah. Coffee smells like coffee. Right. It's not like you can just hide it visually and have there be no evidence of brewing coffee uh, in your yeah. room.
1: I just I, I have to say that I appreciated the character of her mom.
2: I love so much
1: mom. more. This oh, watch. Nancy's is like, <laughs> holy shit! What a what a writ, well written character. Like she's golden. She had so golden. many alarms. Yes. Yeah. No. And she's just all over the place. Yes. At times, the best mom ever. At times, yes. a very questionable mother. Like it's yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah.
0: Yes. In usual <laughs> horror movies, I feel like the one of the tropes is like, "Where are your parents?" Right. You know, like I feel like that's a big part of horror movies. Is mm-hmm. like at no point do we ever meet the parents. So I feel like having Nancy's mom and to a lesser extent her dad, right. like actually be involved in it was so funny like i just i love nancy's mom like when she's like oh i'm taking her to get help and it's like the sleep hospital yes. <laughs> and they're like yeah. immediately doing all these like studies on her yeah yes. she
2: hasn't slept for two days yeah. right <laughs> and i love how she's just constantly chugging vodka straight out of that uh, opaque vodka bottle mm-hmm. i just love it
1: Well, and there's a lot of moments where, like, Nancy is being a shit to her. Like, just that teenage attitude of, like, Mm -hmm. shut up, mom. But her Mm -hmm. mom is, like, caring for her and, like, bringing her, like, you know, warm milk after she drew her a bath. And Nancy's like, shut up, mom.
2: (laughs) Like, God, no wonder she drinks. (laughs) I I know. That that um, scene was also one of my favorite quotes from the mom where she, like, she's talking about, like, don't fall asleep in the bath. Uh, and, yeah. and nancy's like you know being a little shit and then the mom goes hundreds of people a year get killed like that it's like where did you pull that statistic from is that true because <laughs> she like she she seemed she presented it so factual yes you know there's yes, hundreds yeah. of people a year that died she had evidence falling asleep in the bathtub mm-hmm. it's amazing
1: so <laughs> i should have looked that up yeah amazing uh, well i feel like we can jump right in because we get our first death pretty early Mm-hmm on a yeah. movie right like mm-hmm. yeah, yeah
2: the only thing we really see before the first death is we see kind of this montage of who we learn is freddie making gloves with knives on them that's yes. the only thing really that yeah. happens much mm-hmm. much um right. before the the dream mm-hmm.
0: and it just like jumps right into that yes. like i there's not a lot of lead up i feel no. like i you i started the movie and it was like that's it here it is yeah, here we go <laughs> yeah, yeah. They yeah, we're like pol- in Tina. Is that
1: her name? Mm-hmm. Tina's yeah. nightmare. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. So, Tina's attack scene is one of, I think, probably the most iconic horror movie scenes. I liken so it, I it to like know. Drew
1: Barrymore's in Scream. Like, mm-hmm. this is one of the like I- they reference, and mm-hmm.
2: yeah, I almost feel like possibly this is. One of the things that might have started our interest in doing this podcast like this because I almost questioned, have we done Friday the 13th? Because I know we have looked up how this scene was made before. Yeah, we
0: absolutely have. So yes. I was
2: like, wait, we've talked about <laughs> how yeah. this scene was done with Tina mm-hmm. and the ceiling, and I know we've talked about it. So have we done Nightmare on Elm Street? And then I looked up, I was like, no, we haven't. Right. But yeah. I think it, it's part of the reason why mm-hmm. we're here today as Spooky Sippers. No, I, I, I totally
0: thought the same thing. I was like, no, like, I've looked this up. Like I know how they did the scene. Like we've definitely done it. So I did the same mm-hmm. thing. I like searched back through. I like checked Spotify. I was like, mm-hmm. maybe it's in there. Yeah, me too. That's, That's funny. funny. That is funny.
1: <laughs> Cause we um, would. We would totally go to like do one that we've already done. <laughs> like
0: we would. <laughs> and it'd be worth it. That yeah. would be. <laughs> yeah.
1: I would not be surprised. <laughs>
0: um but yeah, should we get right into our first set? Yeah. Cortina. She, I feel like we're led to believe Tina's going to be our main main character. Kind of mm-hmm. seems like it at first. Because we get, it's her nightmare. She's trying mm-hmm. to convince her friends, like, wait, this is weird that we're all having the same nightmare. Like, it feels like we're going to go through this journey with Tina,
3: mm-hmm.
1: but
0: we're not. Yep.
1: Yeah, and, because she learns quickly that like her friends are also having a dream with this character, mm-hmm. this Freddy Krueger in it. And so I think she's like, Well shit, like there's something happening.
2: Yeah. Yeah, there's this brief conversation with the kids at school. They're all they kind of not all of the, the kids fess up to having nightmares. Right. But mm-hmm. Tina says, Oh, I'm having this bad dream. And then Nancy says, Oh, me too. Um, and then so does tina's no so does nancy's boyfriend who is baby mcbaby face johnny depp introducing he's such depp. a baby <laughs> in this you guys in the one scene where he's hanging out in his teeny tiny little t-shirt i could not oh my handle god it. What was oh that? yeah like the, the belly shirt <laughs> <laughs> what yes. he stood, stood up it was hot belly shirt i audibly gasped it's like uh-huh. what is that yes. <laughs> i couldn't I couldn't focus on anything Amazing. else. What was happening? <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> oh. We'll like
1: need to post just a shot of that. It's oh, so no, good. we
2: will.
0: Um, <laughs> so Johnny Depp beat out a lot of people for the role of Glenn. I feel like it's always fun seeing like, oh, who could have gotten mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Uh, so for the role of Glenn, uh, Charlie Sheen,
1: Brad oh. Pitt,
0: and Nick Cage. Oh my! Had gosh. all auditioned for the role. I don't and think I could was, see Nicolas Cage.
1: No, the others that would, that maybe.
0: Would, that would not work. Um, but Wes Craven's daughter was like she saw Johnny Depp and she was like, "Dad, oh. dad, I will run away from home <laughs> if you don't cast <laughs> Mr. Depp." Amazing.
2: <laughs> I love oh. that. That's so good. I love that like, so it much. She's like,
0: like, I will literally run away. He's so dreamy. Cast him right now. He I is dreamy.
2: <laughs> she just wanted to like you know come visit her dad on set and mm-hmm. yeah, she's come That's out. amazing. Yep. <laughs> so I love it. I can see the other ones doing it, except for Nick Cage, because I feel like Nicholas Cage has always been a grown adult man ever yes. since he was a child. Yeah. Like he yeah, doesn't like even portray- as a seven
1: year old, he was probably a forty year old
2: man. <laughs> yeah. 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 I love me, <laughs> you know, some Nick Cage, but mm-hmm. he's not a, I not what I think of when I think of a good teen actor.
0: Yeah. No. yeah I don't think it would have worked.
2: <laughs> um, oh, and then for the role of
0: Nancy, uh, our main character, some other people who auditioned were Jennifer Grey, who, oh. tell me, oh. the actress that plays Tina, whose name I'm forgetting right now, tell me she did, that's, you didn't think it was Jennifer Grey. Yes, yes. Oh,
1: I did. When
0: she no, like just at the very beginning, like mm-hmm. once the, you actually saw her, it's like that's not her.
1: No, but I did but too. I, mm-hmm. I, in
0: that first scene, like nightmare scene, I was like oh, Jennifer Gray. I didn't know because I this. even was like, oh, I didn't
1: remember that she did this, and yeah. then I was like, oh wait, that's because she. did It's not her. It's not <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, <laughs> yeah. It, it looks like her. It's mm-hmm. like Agreed. they look very similar. Um, so Jennifer Gray, Demi Moore, and um, Courtney Cox had all okay. auditioned. I could see any yeah. any of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel yeah. like the actress uh heather oh my gosh she has a long last name she heather was phenomenal lingenkamp
2: lingenkamp okay, okay. <laughs> was very good in it
1: no See? she was phenomenal
2: yeah <laughs> now i love this movie for what it was but i thought mm-hmm. the acting was atrocious <laughs> Well, but that's part by, of it. By Nancy the mom. <laughs> like, that's what
1: makes it. And also, like, what about the mom's skin tone? I couldn't get over the makeups that this mom wore. Like, yeah. the bronzer and blush happening yeah. was, I think, amazing.
2: It takes you back yeah. to a time. It does.
0: Acting was different back then. Yeah, okay. yeah. no, <laughs> I, know, I, it was I
2: terrible. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm very happy with everyone who was cast. I think they did a great job. But yeah, the acting was terrible. Yeah,
0: I think that's just part of it. Yeah, <laughs> that's so. part of the '80s. Yeah, <laughs> acting yeah. was different.
2: Mm-hmm. So yeah, so they they had all kind of chatted about how several of them are having similar nightmares. So then they go and have a sleepover because nancy's wait was it tina's mom was, it was gone. Tina. Mm-hmm. tina's mom was gone so nancy's gonna go sleep over with tina mm-hmm. and nancy's boyfriend is there but they're very kind of you know peachy mm-hmm. nancy doesn't want to go too far with her boyfriend but then tina's kind of gruff oh. they initially make him very non right mm-hmm. but then he very much grew on me yes yeah. They make him seem like just a jerk. He comes over and is just obviously wanting just sex. Right. Yeah. Doesn't really care about anything else. So he and Tina go up to the bedroom and have sex. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Which yeah. true horror, horror
0: movie trope? Yes. If sex, you die.
2: Well, right. that's what we learned in Scream yeah. last week, mm-hmm. or exactly. two weeks ago, is that yeah. you cannot mm-hmm. have sex because then yes. you die. Know yeah. And her death. <laughs> yeah.
1: Is wild, like the the buckets of fake blood <laughs> that they must have used. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so they're sh- yeah, they fall asleep. You know, Rod is his name, right? Rod and Tina fall asleep. Rod. I literally yeah. didn't even write down his name. Okay, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just remember thinking like, yeah, you are a rod. (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they they fall asleep. And I have a lot more details on kind of what happened Mm -hmm. in all of the dreams because we will get to it later. But I do have some pretty good notes. Perfect. Nice. On what happened with the dream. Mm -hmm. Very quick rundown. She sees a sheep in an alley in her dream. Yeah. And the sheep runs into a trash can or something, makes a noise. And that startles her. And the chase begins. hmm Then sees Freddy. He's chasing her. Ch- ends up chasing her into this boiler room area where there's all of this steam and this screeching sounds. And Freddy's wearing a red and green sweater and has the gloves mm-hmm. with knives and a stupid little hat. <laughs> it is fedora. It is <laughs> fedora. Thank you. Did you even call it a fedora? I don't even know what to call or what's the, What of do of they hat. call it? It's like a flat, like
1: a
0: bowler. Is that a word? Is that a word? I bowler. Oh, how you would describe. I know it. that's a type of hat. I swear I they know. call it a fedora at some point. I mean, uh, making it,
2: that up. Maybe it's a fedora, but like it's too. It's almost like a, like a, floppy sun hat, but straight. I don't oh, know. A you know, bowler hat. It's a bowler hat. I think bowler it's kind hat. of a bowler hat. Like, oh yeah, yeah. You know, the mix between a bowler hat and a sun hat, I don't know, and a fedora, yeah. <laughs> a silly hat. <laughs> um. So anyway, yeah, <laughs> ready <laughs> Um. So he's chasing her, and really, once once he gets to her, it. You know, they go through all of these. You know, uh, crevices and turns and twists in the boiler room, but he catches her and he claws at her with four fingers Mm -hmm. and the blades on his four fingers right down her chest and stomach, like right down her core. And she's been flailing and screaming in real life. So she's waking, like Rod is awake Mm -hmm. and he's seeing her freaking out. He's like calling for her to try to get her to wake up. And then he sees her nightgown kind of open and that she gets clawed and cut like razor blades and
1: it just starts gushing blood, <laughs> gushing blood. <laughs>
2: but yeah. then she's like being thrashed and uh thrown around she's like been she gets thrown into the wall she's up on the ceiling like rolling around on the ceiling it's wild stuff it's mm-hmm. just chaos mm-hmm. it is chaos Blood is everywhere Yep. yeah it's like the whole room has been painted red with her mm-hmm. blood
1: and it's a very fake blood like and i know you know effects mm-hmm. and tech and all of that like w- different time but like rewatching it it's like bright red cherry colored blood like yeah <laughs> <you> yeah <know? laughs>
0: i think they went through so much fake blood that i think for a lot of the scenes where it was like a lot of blood was you it was literally just like water and food coloring yeah mm-hmm. i think it's kind of what they used mm-hmm. you know which you know and you need a lot right kind of makes
2: sense yeah mm-hmm. yeah and then
1: he kills her. Freddie kills her, and so she mm-hmm. falls
2: like off the bed, dead. Yeah. And Rod is now covered in her blood because he's been in right. the room, right? right. Mm-hmm. And he flips out and r- runs out the window, right? Yeah. Because what? What? It's fair. What do you do? <laughs> right. <laughs> Obviously, it's going to seem like you just like no one is going to believe
0: what
1: you just
2: saw. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And nobody does except no. for for Nancy. Nancy yes, he kind of believes him.
2: Mm-hmm. It's at it's at this point when, um, you know, so Rod's being blamed, and so N- Nancy is at the police station, kind of explaining what happened has happened to her dad, who is. Is he the sheriff or just a cop? I think he's like the I the, the, the
1: cap, not the captain, but he's like one of the head guys, a new t- like a lieutenant. Yeah, he's like something. a lieutenant or something.
2: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And this is when you know <laughs> Nancy's. I think what she's trying to explain is that the fight between Rod and Tina was not that bad. Yeah. It was not that serious. But the mom is thinking just about the murder. And she's like, maybe you don't think murder's that serious. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and this, this is when I wrote, Nancy's acting could use some work.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she's doing her best. She's doing her best. <laughs> but
2: yeah, then they just go on about their day. Uh yeah nancy goes to school
1: mm-hmm. and it, it, we should note nancy has not been sleeping and that's like a main yes part of the plot is that nancy is not sleeping because she's afraid of mm-hmm. you know yeah
0: right. she's starting to put it together right yeah. of like i don't know if she's fully put it together but she's dreams are bad like she's only right. realizing that
1: yeah mm-hmm. and i think she's realizing that like holy shit it's real in the fact that like if it kills me in my sleep, it will kill yeah. me in real mm-hmm. life.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I yeah. think we do see a little bit of a dream, probably this this night after this happened where this is when Nancy sees the monster kind of coming through the ceiling, like before she goes to school the oh, next day. Did yeah. that sound right? Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, I think that's while they're at Tina's house. Cause it's, you oh, know, it's kind cool. of like Freddy's amongst all of them, you know. So mm-hmm. I think that's where we see. yes i
2: believe so Mm -hmm. so but but yeah so before she goes to school after Mm -hmm. tina's died she has she has this dream Mm -hmm. where you know freddie's kind of coming out of the ceiling and she's hearing whispers and laughing and um this is the dream where she sees freddie take his face off yeah and it's really gross Mm
3: -hmm. like it's legitimately
2: i forgot about that scene yeah disgusting So so she's having these dreams and it's making her, yeah, not want to sleep.
0: And uh for some reason Wes Craven actually wanted his face to be grosser. Like mm. he was like it should be like like there should be more like open sores and no, like he I mean, wanted it to no be like
1: skin. So, right? so you know I
0: guess the original vision somehow was to make this even more grotesque. Wow. Um Luckily, the makeup artist was like, I feel like maybe this is good. I think we're yeah. okay where we are. Um, and even that version, I, it took like three full hours to get his makeup on. Wow. Um I guess, like, it took a long time to take it off, too. Oh, I But it was, bet. like, by the end of filming, he was getting so frustrated that he would just kind of, like, tear it off. So his face was just, like, raw. Like, it was, like, from uh-huh. all that, like, applying makeup, removing makeup. So.
2: Mm-hmm. Can you Try just out. go to sleep Try in, to in it some it. days and just not? I nodding. know.
0: Like, not move. <laughs> yeah. Come out in the morning. Um and I think it was like the commentary someone mentioned that, you know, I mean, he he stays in character. So it was like, you know, they would all be in like the, like getting lunch and he's like has the I full love it. effects makeup on. It's like
2: next oh, to you in craft services. Yeah. <laughs> that would be so hungry. cool. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Fantastic.
0: Um, and then is this where. Nancy has, like, the kind of, like, daydream at school.
2: Yeah. So, she, she the next goes one, right? to school on no mm-hmm. sleep. And, and the mom had said, don't go to school. And right. I think Nancy was, I think, she, honestly trying to not fall asleep. Because she mm-hmm. was saying, if I stay home, I'm just going to be thinking about it. So, mm-hmm. I'm going to go to school. So, she's in study hall and she falls asleep. Yeah. In study hall. And she's walk in her dream she's walking down the hallway at school she sees all of these leaves these fall leaves and a kind of a trail of water Mm -hmm. and she follows the trail of water and she goes downstairs and then she ends up in that the boiler room kind of space she sees tina yeah in a body bag like in a white opaque body bag but she can like see her face then she sees Freddy, and I believe Freddy has, like, on some part of his body, all of these maggots are coming out of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's in one of the – yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it's in this one of them. dream. I okay, I just – I don't remember if it was in Freddy right. or if it was in Tina. Yeah. And um, she, she sees all of these rotting teeth
1: in so Freddy's gross.
2: mouth. So he's chasing her. She ends up kind of fighting with him, like, running through the boiler room. And he – As as they're fighting together, she puts her own arm on a very hot part of the boiler. Oh, yeah, to burn herself. Mm -hmm. And so when she does that, it wakes her up, and she wakes up in study hall with a burn on her arm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. So she's she was like screaming,
1: yeah, Yeah. and screaming, Mm
2: -hmm. yeah. So she like leaves school. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so she's realizing the stuff in the dream can be brought into real life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. hmm
0: Oh, and also we should mention on her way to school, her dad had set up a little bit of a trap in order to catch Rob. Yes. yes. So at this point, they've now caught Rob. Rob's in jail. Yes. Yes. Um, which is yes. when Nancy goes and like talks to him because she, at this point, she's like, okay, I've put this together. So she goes right. to Rob to try to get more info. Like, yeah. do you yeah. have the dream? Like, was anyone else in there when Tina died? Like, mm-hmm. she's like, Putting it all together,
2: mm-hmm. yeah. Because uh, when he like in the trap when she, when he ran into her, he pulled her aside and was telling her, "I really, like, I didn't do this." And you can tell yeah. she believes him that mm-hmm. he really didn't do it, right? Yeah, but yeah, then he's in jail.
1: Yeah, and that's our that's our next death because then that evening yeah. Nancy realizes, like, oh shit, Rod is next. Mm-hmm. So she runs down to the jail and is like begging them to let her see him and they're not going to let them and she's like fine then you just go check on him like mm-hmm. just go see that he's okay and while this is happening it's like overlaying the scene of him in his cell and you know the nightmare freddie is like creating a sheet rope yeah. to like hang himself by
2: mm-hmm. um and Nancy's dreaming too, right? Yeah. I think she- well, she,
0: so she had, this is when she kind of made a plan of having Glenn right. watch her sleep. And in yes. that nightmare, she saw Freddie yes. go oh. to the, that's when he like walks through the bars of the jail cell to yes. like attack him. Mm-hmm. And then she wakes up and runs to the police station. Exactly. So like, mm-hmm. she had had that dream. And I think that's what led her to running over there. Yes. Um, so she's fully awake at this point. Right. <laughs> I think yeah.
1: Right. But by the time they get there it's too late.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, they they like
1: check for a pulse and he's gone. Um and it looks like he just hung himself. So again, the cops don't believe anything <sighs> Nancy is saying because
2: mm-hmm. Yeah, they It looks like he killed himself. Like he's, you know, dealing with the guilt of guilt. That he just murdered his girlfriend, can't mm-hmm. face the consequences. Yeah. He's off in a cell. Yeah. And I, I will say. So while Nancy had fallen asleep because of this plan, it's one of the scenes that I feel is so provocative. Because this is when mm-hmm. she fell. She fell asleep. Actually, this as was before she was starting to fall asleep in the bathtub. This is before she actually then falls asleep. Oh, yeah. But oh, we have to talk about the bathtub. Yeah, scene. we have to talk yeah. about the scene in the mm-hmm. bathtub. So before she falls asleep and then the, the rod thing happens, she was mm-hmm. asleep despite her mother's warning of hundreds of people die every Hundreds year.
0: of people are affected by <laughs> this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's So funny. But yeah. so as she's just in the bath, it's just such a provocative scene because she's a teenager. She's supposed to be 15 mm-hmm. in the movie. Right. And it's just the shot kind of going from one end of the bath facing her where it's coming up from her legs and you see her face and then you see her legs open. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then these the knife fingers come up from the water <gasps> and you're just like like in between her legs. In yeah. between her legs.
0: The anxiety.
1: And the camera angle keeps switching between like from her perspective to the other. Like mm-hmm, so you're yes. just seeing the different sides of like her being attacked mm-hmm. in the bathtub,
2: and she starts to get attacked, but then she kind of and uh, pulled into the water, drowning basically by Freddie. Yeah. But then mom is there, um, and she kind of is able to wake up. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, but yeah, anxiety yeah, inducing. That's a oh, great scene. It's <laughs> such a good scene. It's so
0: good.
1: That's well, and it's so cool because in the nightmare realm of that scene, like. It is underwater as well. It's more like an ocean of water than a bath. But it's so cool how, like, it shows her struggling in this, like, deep ocean of water and really Mm -hmm. it's just her bathtub. So, yeah, I love that scene. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Well, I guess in order to film that, they used, like, actually a pretty small – I don't know if it was even, like, a pool. Um, It was actually really small, but what they did is that they covered it all in black. Uh, to give it the effect of it being a lot deeper than it actually was. And yeah, yeah, but like you absolutely get that. Like it's like, oh, she's in the ocean. Yeah. Like it looks like it goes on forever. So I thought Mm -hmm. that was kind of a neat like cheap trick of like, oh, just make it all black and it's going to look like she's going into like deep, deep water. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Yeah. Mm
2: -hmm. Oh, and that's when then mom of the year after chugging her vodka bottles, she takes Nancy to the sleep clinic. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah. She's getting Get her no, out. Okay. <laughs> yep. Also, her best friend was just violently murdered when she was there. Of course, yeah. she's not sleeping. Right. It's been like days. She's or
1: not a
0: day. doing great. <laughs> I'm not sure
1: when it is in the movie. I feel like it's about midway, like where she starts graying. So, like her hair What's is. during like, the
0: sleep study. Oh, yeah. okay.
1: Okay.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Which is yeah. such a cool. Additional effect that they didn't they didn't need to do, mm-hmm. but it really added to it. I and agree. Not yeah. only did they gray her hair, but even before they did, at one point when she wakes up, I think it's maybe when her boyfriend, what's her what's Glenn? Uh, Glenn. Glenn, that's right. Glenn, Johnny Depp Glenn. Um, when he's there and she looks at herself and her hair isn't gray yet, but she even says, Oh, I've aged 25 years. And they they put like different shadowing on her face yeah. or like spots oh, yeah. almost they make her
1: look so much <laughs> well because yeah. in that scene she goes i look 20 years old yeah i'm like oh i look 20 <laughs> you wish you looked 20 <laughs> that's not what 20 oh, year olds look so like that
0: was a joke because she was 20 oh okay oh. so she was playing a 17 year old but okay. like she actually was 20 Perfect. um yeah. No, I feel I made that note where I was like, in like the nicest way possible. She looks like she looks awful by the end no, of the movie. Like she does, they really feel, make her. They showed the sleep deprivation. Affected,
3: mm-hmm. yeah.
0: yeah. Like mm-hmm. when we, this is obviously jumping ahead, but like when we jump to that final scene where she um, does, no longer looks sleep deprived, it's like a jump scare. Yes, from yes. the character we had just been looking at yes. to that. <laughs>
2: yeah, yep. mm-hmm. totally. So, so in this in the sleep study, there's another one of my quotes. Okay. So she's mm-hmm. not wanting to go to sleep, but they're reassuring her. And honestly, that's the best time to do it. Mm-hmm. You're terrified to go to sleep, but literally, people who are actually professionals, not your yeah. uh, Joker boyfriend, with right? Finger, they're watching you sleep. If something's going to happen, they're going to stop it, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Um, There was one thing I noticed in this scene. So I, this whole movie, I think watching it again, a lot of the background stuff is so weird. Like they have a lot of weird decorations. Mm. And One of the things I I had to rewind because I was like, what is that? It was during this scene where the doctor and the mom are like sitting in you know the little area, like watching her. And in the background, there's this poster. I don't know if you guys saw it, but it's like yes. giant kittens riding like a trolley yes what is that like yeah, i just like, stopped paying happening? attention so i was like wait what was that right
2: <laughs> uh, i i did not i think maybe i did notice a kitten but i didn't realize what it was doing yeah it, it, there's actually two it's two little kittens riding a trolley i love that so much so anyway we can keep talking love. about the sleep
0: study but that's what i was looking at personally
2: well, well yeah the important the yeah.
0: stuff you know yeah. <laughs>
2: So, they do, she has a nightmare, and when she's having the nightmare, when she wakes up, Mm -hmm. or when they wake her up, she's been screaming, she has giant scratches on her arm, and the fedora, which we now know that's what it's called. (laughs) the fedora. She has the dirty, stupid fedora. From yep. Freddie and her mm-hmm. mom. At this point, you know something's up with the mom. Because mm-hmm. the mom's like, where did you get... The, where yeah, did she, you like, find that? freaks out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Nancy's like, I brought it out from my dream. Then Glenn and Nancy are kind of out after the sleep study. And they're just walking along this cute little romantic bridge. Mm-hmm. And Glenn is explaining to her... Oh, I forgot to look it up. He's explaining to her the the balinese way of dreaming like did you guys catch that yeah i was assuming
0: he was talking
2: about like i
0: told i didn't make a note of it
2: (laughs) yeah so he he, so he explains to her you know like do the follow the balinese way of dreaming where you wake up and you write it down or um and that you know that's something to help you work through yeah the, the thing that's causing the nightmares or if that's not working, really, what you have to do is you have to turn your back to the monster because that will turn
0: oh, take away right. its power. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: So he's explaining to her that he n- has this wisdom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then when they get home from this like romantic walk, Nancy has discovered that her mom has put these bars all over their house
1: because Glenn yeah. was sneaking into her room at night to like
2: keep watch. So. Yeah, he was. He was climbing up. The the rose trellis, trellis. Mm-hmm. yeah, and so the rose trellis has been torn down, and mm-hmm. there's bars over every window. It's like a prison now. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But really, the mom, who clearly at this point we can tell she's been hiding something, yeah, right? she's trying to protect Nancy from someone getting into the house because yeah. she mm-hmm. knows this is a real threat. We just right. don't know why she knows. Right. At this is this the point where we get Nancy's
1: mom's confession? Yes. Because, yeah, Nancy goes in Mm -hmm. and her mom is like sitting on the couch with her vodka. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Always with a comically (laughs) large bottle of vodka. I swear it gets bigger every time. I know, I I see the same thing. (laughs) Like, by the time she finally pulls it out, I'm like, oh my gosh. Size
2: of small child. (laughs) And I love how she can't just tell Nancy the story. She's like, Come down to the cellar with me. Oh, yeah. yeah. She makes her come down to the basement. Because anything good ever happens from going down into the cellar for story time. <laughs> no, thanks, Mom.
1: <laughs> yeah, so she's like she's like sitting at the furnace, mm-hmm. you know, at the stoop of the furnace, and she tells Nancy the story. She Are says you, he can't hurt you, like Fred Krueger can't hurt you oh, anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, Mommy killed him. Because yeah. Mommy killed him? <laughs> Yes,
2: <laughs> I mean it's sweet. Oh, I mean, you know? I put that in a good mom move, like yeah, vodka yeah. no, yeah, chugging the vodka bottles, maybe not so great. Murdering <laughs> the child murderer so that he doesn't get your daughter, right? A good move, yeah. So
1: yeah, she tells Nancy that, like, I'm guessing it's when the kids were small, like when Nancy was small, like because you know. That's- that's what I'm assuming is yeah. when this happened. She doesn't really say, but like.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Apparently there was, I don't know if they ended up even filming it um, or if it was cut from the script, but originally there was going to be like that scene was going to, her confession was going to be longer. Um, and earlier in the film, we would have found out that all four of the teens were not originally only, ch- only children. So it was going to be. But like all of them had lost a sibling, basically okay. when they were when they were mm-hmm. little. So we were gonna we were gonna get a little bit more of a connection.
1: Okay. Oh, okay. With okay. like, oh, like
0: your sister or brother was one of the victims. Mm-hmm. Um they ended up scrapping all of that. Um so I, I feel like we could have used a tiny bit more content,
1: Right. Um, yeah, yeah. So I mean, essentially we learned that when, you know, they were small, there was this killer. Of children that would, you know, take his victims to the, what was it? It was like an abandoned
2: warehouse. Yeah. He worked in the boi- uh, a boiler room. I okay. Think, of, a, mm-hmm. of a warehouse.
1: Of a warehouse. And that's where he would take his victims um, yeah. and kill them. Um, and, you know, kill the children. And so, like, this group of four parents got together and, like... Covered the place in gasoline and then set it on fire.
2: Yeah, they. Lured um, so it that's
1: in. why his like skin is all burned off. Yeah. Um, oh,
0: because there was a trial, oh. but it was that there was like some sort something happened. Someone forgot to it. sign
2: something, or yeah, yeah, someone forgot to sign a search warrant, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and yeah. so
0: he base. It looked like he was going to get away with it, mm-hmm. and that's yeah. why the parents decided to come together. That's right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So they
1: lured him in and then, you know, set it aflame. And then, you know, sh- telling the story, her mom opens the furnace at their house um, and has his gloves, like his glove knives, his yeah. finger knives. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, yeah, he can't hurt you anymore. Which is mom, like, killed him. <laughs> it's like,
0: no, mom, that's not the right move. That's how you get nightmares mm-hmm, <laughs> or right? hauntings and at least. Don't keep, know. don't keep it in the house. Yeah, don't keep that shit here. Keep that in here. Don't do that to me. <laughs> yeah.
2: So the mom is convinced that Fred Kruger cannot hurt her anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. But clearly that's not true because yes. Tina and Rod are dead. Right. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I will say in the parents' defense, I like maybe before the sleep. I feel like the sleep study was a little more telling, but before that, to the parents' defense, it's like I mean, it looked pretty cut and dry, right? Yeah. You no, know, it seemed
1: super obvious. It was like, kind of like
0: this is clearly what's happening. Like I, I feel like through that point, it was like well, I don't know. You can't really blame. Like your kid mom. comes
1: like, to you and says, like, someone killed my friend because she had a nightmare about him. Like it's
2: yeah it doesn't, okay yeah. Right, honey no, Okay. yeah no let's well and then we, this all, out. <laughs> we learn later that night uh that because nancy does is going to do another experiment with glenn so we learn later that night this will this is her seventh day without sleep yes so uh, it that really really messes with your cognition your functioning so it does make sense that the mom is thinking you're a little uh delusional right now. And her, her mom is are.
1: very concerned that she's not sleeping. Your like she all that
2: makes sense. Takes right. all yeah. of her coffee
1: away and she makes like she really tries to like help her daughter sleep. So like she's mm-hmm. she's doing the right thing.
2: Yeah. At this is the point when then Nancy kind of tells mom, okay, fine. I believe you. I'm going to go to sleep now. Mm-hmm. So mom takes yeah, all the coffee. She takes the one, the obvious coffee pot and all the coffee mugs right. out of Nancy's room and is like night, night, hun," And goes to, you know, cuddle with Drink her vodka. vodka. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Nancy immediately gets up and, and out. pulls out the hidden coffee pot. The second, <laughs> second coffee pot with like a full
0: pot of brewed mm-hmm. coffee. Yes. So like, like it is fully brewed and ready. Yep.
1: And just starts chugging. And she's
0: drinking all these pills that like, the label is just like, stay awake. Stay, stay awake. Like, <laughs> bright <laughs> bold letters. Yeah, like, totally. What the hell are those? No, <laughs> i like, <laughs> this. Like, just stay awake.
2: <laughs> she calls Glenn, who's, at this point, Glenn's parents are like, Nancy's a bad, like, Nancy's yeah. not good for you, dude. Yeah. She's losing it. She's a bad influence we don't want you seeing her anymore. Mm-hmm. So she, she had already called Glenn, I think to tell him the plan of, Hey, you need to come to my house at midnight
0: because mm-hmm. she's
2: going to go to sleep at midnight and then have her, you know, Glenn actually wake her up. Right. I think is the plan. So she right? can
0: bring him back. Oh, and, like, yeah. She so, knows she can bring. Yeah. yeah so she's like, and Oh,
1: Glenn all that. Like, you know, knock him unconscious yeah yeah yeah. so Mm -hmm. she's
2: like look if i can bring back the hat i'm gonna you know latch onto him bring him out of my dream and Mm -hmm. as soon as i do yeah get your you're you're an athlete get your baseball bat Mm -hmm. and be here to you know wake me up and get him yes so she's just trying everything she can to stay awake until midnight so is (sighs) he
0: but glenn does not do a very good job of staying awake
2: no he falls asleep
0: he's Mm -hmm. very bad at that yeah you know we learned that he's bad at one thing this movie and staying awake yeah yeah so he's like he has like music plus the TV I love that the the little and by little I mean giant TV is just on his lap yes <laughs> he's just
2: I know put this giant TV on his lap I know back <laughs> in the 80s this is what people had to do you did not have a laptop you did not have your phone <laughs> if you wanted to watch moving pictures you had to get. A giant box plugged into the wall, and stretch it and set it on your lap.
0: Well, see, Nancy had like a little chair by her bed, you know, and was like, "That's reasonable." Right on his lap,
2: front and center. (laughs) I mean, he's got to stretch out with that tiny T-shirt and show his midriff. I feel like like that would
0: burn. You know, I know, right? Contact that thing's Mm -hmm. probably
2: warm. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that is very true.
0: Anyway, Glenn is asleep. Um Nancy realizes that he's probably asleep so she calls him to which his dad picks up the phone and he's like I'm so done with this and yeah. so he leaves the phone off off the hook and yeah. for our younger <laughs> listeners that would mean that they can't get any more phone uh-huh. calls yes you can only get one at a time
2: yes yeah first of all there's only one phone for the entire household of people yep. Yep. and if it is in use you Cannot there's no call waiting, nope. there's no just multiple calls at the same time mm-hmm. nope. yeah
1: nope, nope. so he's like, yep. no more
2: calls, no more calls and <sighs> yeah, glenn is the third death, and this is pretty fast, it's pretty fast. it's fast, but it is wild yeah <laughs> I so he gets sucked into the mattress. Mm-hmm. The way TV and all, yes, TV and all, giant TV and all, and the way the blood sprays like a geyser,
1: amazing. Is
2: this just, was
1: better blood for this scene? This this, yeah, blood. this scene mm-hmm. had good blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Again, covers the whole room. It's like the ro- whole room has been painted in gallons, and it's just like
1: gallons, so much blood. It's a yeah. geyser of blood.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, okay, so for.
0: This scene. So they used the same um, rig, like the same room as Tina's room. Okay. Because for Tina's room, we'd kind of talked about it. They created a room that could s- spin around. Right. Um, so they used the same room. And the way that it worked is they flipped the room upside down. Makes sense. And then they had a giant jug, <laughs> a container uh, with 220 gallons of fake blood. Okay. And so they they had one shot. Like, like right. we have one take of this. Yeah. Um, and so the way that it worked is they would turn the thing to release the blood through the bed and have it splash down onto the ceiling, right? Because mm-hmm. the room was upside down. I guess when they were filming this, because so it's the room that rotates, they didn't really account for the fact that maybe the water would splash, splash side to side. Right. And so the room, Started swaying and kind of swishing, and like they could not get control of it. Oh and my so gosh. started to get a little bit out of control. So, that was one thing that started going wrong. And then a second thing is there was electricity running to the light fixture in the room, which was now on the bottom. So, oh the light no. fixture on the bottom was getting splashed with a ton of water. And so, the people that were above got shocked. Because oh. of the electricity. And then the blood, the fake blood, got out of the room and started splashing into the studio because they just oh like my. could not control it. So it, <laughs> luckily, somehow, magically, no one got hurt. Wow.
1: <laughs> that that is wild. Scene.
0: But apparently it was just like absolute chaos Damn. trying to keep this thing contained.
2: Mm-hmm. That is Maybe, wild. Like I know they probably only had the one take with the fake blood, but couldn't they have tried it with just water? Right, <laughs> like
0: a trial run. <laughs> They're like, no, you know what, guys? One, let's just do it once. We got let's, this. Let's, let's just go. do it. Come on, yeah. just do it once. Yeah. It's all or nothing. Um, let's go. And then the last thing I had about this scene was that Wes Craven was inspired by The Shining, like the mm-hmm. elevator scene. Yeah, you know, it's just large. Mm-hmm. Waves
2: of blood. Totally. I very, very much felt that reference yeah. in this yeah. scene. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, but yeah the, there aren't that many deaths in this movie, no. but man, they go hard. Mm-hmm. They're like, so good. They, yeah,
3: they're uh, so
1: good. Yeah. So yeah, poor Glenn is gone. Glenn and w- gone. we should say that like Glenn's house is across the street from Nancy's. Mm-hmm. So when all of the, you know, obviously his mom, like, oh, I think it's his mom opens the door and like, Sees it. Just, I don't... His just poor
0: parents. is
1: shocked. So, you know, the police are coming and the, you know, medical people and all of that.
0: The ambulance shows up with a stretcher?
1: Yes. Like, what are you going to put on there? Like, yeah. what are you going to do? What are you going to do with <laughs> that? they don't know. Right. <laughs> and so Nancy runs over there. and No, wants she her-
0: can't. Oh, I thought because- she did. Of... All How does the, she
1: ask? She says she calls through the calls. window. Oh, that's mm-hmm. right. Okay, okay. Doesn't yeah. he call through the window? Yes.
0: Yeah, she yells at them through the window, oh, and then she's able to call them, like, because she talks to her dad on the phone.
2: Oh, that, yes. yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's and, that's right. And mm-hmm. one thing that I want to point out is mm-hmm. that they do make it very clear that Glenn died at midnight. So it was at midnight when oh, yeah. he, he was supposed to be awake. Mm-hmm. And right. He got killed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yes, then Nancy calls, is able to talk to dad, Mm -hmm. says, dad, I need you to wake me up in, I think it's been like 10 minutes since Glenn died. Yeah. She goes, Mm -hmm. you need to wake me up at 1230 in exactly 20 minutes. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, she's very particular about
2: that. And so she calls him at, I'm guessing, 1210, says, wake me up in 20 minutes. Mm Mm-hmm. And then does a super, like, it must be the fastest Home, <laughs> like alone, home alone style home <laughs> style booby trap setup I've ever seen. How did she manage to do all of that in, like, what, two minutes? Yeah. yeah.
0: No, it's like it's like no time passes in the time that it takes her to, like, rig up all of this. Right. Uh, also, one thing I didn't catch but read later is that at the point when she says that, like, okay, give me exactly 20 minutes, there's okay. exactly 20 minutes left of the movie. I wonder.
2: I wonder yeah. if there was no. I
0: totally didn't catch that, but I saw nice. that online. So, mm-hmm. is it during this uh, "quote unquote" twenty minutes too that like Nancy goes like to like tuck her mom in, basically? Because yes. there's like that weird scene where it's like, wait, why are you comforting your mom now? Yeah. She's like fully was, flipped. I think it's yes. kind of like
2: right before. Yeah, or maybe it was
0: right before. Life-wide.
2: Yeah, because
0: I, I feel like down. we have to talk about it.
2: Oh, yeah, the mom <laughs> is just totally wasted. Yeah, totally on. wasted on the couch. Yeah. And Nancy ends up comforting her and tucking her in. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: and then like, it's not the first time she's had to do that. And
0: then she pulls the
2: freaking vodka bottle
0: from her <laughs> pillow. <by> her. <laughs> it's like, damn it, Nancy's mom.
2: <laughs> and then I was thinking, Nancy, maybe you should have had some of that vodka, girl. Like, I know, right? Honestly, Give Nancy some of that. Courage. <laughs> I know. Oh, my god! Oh, my gosh. So I know we're like almost through the movie. But be- speaking of that, should we talk about what we're sipping on? Yes
0: yeah so we
1: have yeah done that yet. yeah so we thought we would mix it up this week, and we're doing because we thought it was appropriate the sleepy girl mocktail
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: so you know you could just have this before you go to bed and have some really nice calming nightmares, so I actually started drinking this a couple of weeks ago. I have mixed opinions, but it's very tasty, so you do the the measurements. Can kind of be to like your preference, but you have tart cherry juice and it's supposed to be the tart cherry juice mm-hmm. and you have magnesium powder, or I've heard they also have drops, magnesium drops. You can try that. And then you top it with like a little sparkling water. You can do like a flavored LaCroix or you can just do seltzer water and you mix that all together and it makes for a
0: pretty decent little mocktail. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. I tried looking up if um, you, like Nancy's mom, enjoys vodka. Could you add it to it? And I think the answer is no. I don't think Uh, doctors recommend mixing vodka and magnesium uh, based on my very quick.
1: So what you could do is if you wanted it to be alcoholic, you could not do the magnesium. No magnesium. That doesn't really add anything flavor-wise. So you could just do tart cherry juice, seltzer, and vodka. Mm -hmm.
2: That'd be pretty good, like a Cosmo.
0: Yeah, Yeah. that's kind of like Mm -hmm. a Cosmo on the rocks. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. I went and looked for my magnesium powder and wasn't paying attention. So I accidentally got the lemon fizz magnesium powder. And I don't know if I'd recommend it unless you like really sour candy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because the tartness of the cherry mixed with the lemon fizziness of Mm -hmm. the magnesium powder is a, it is a strong, it is a punch. I don't feel de-stressed.
1: No, the tart cherry juice does not mess around. It is like, I don't think you could drink this on your own unless you were like insane because it's very very tart so like that's why i say kind of like your preference on how much you do of each yeah so yeah
0: i'm very curious this is my first time drinking it okay well you're gonna have to let us know have an effect
1: if it's helped Mm -hmm. you sleep okay
2: so okay so is that the booby traps Mm mm-hmm Okay. So yeah, she sets the traps. Oh and yeah. Then- this is when she's, she tucks the mom in. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Like she tucks her in her, And a the lot she, happens. I wrote down, I wrote down the whole time thing that bothered me. And then she sets the booby trap and then mom's sleeping with vodka. And then there's, um, a ridiculous dog. Oh, so then she falls asleep. Yes. Okay. Yes. And when she falls asleep, she's in the boiler room mm-hmm. or in her basement or something. But any, wherever she is, there is a ridiculous dog poker painting in the basement where she goes. There is. Did you guys notice that? <laughs> I don't one? think I didn't. That I didn't one. notice the cat on the trolley. Which, by the way, I did find the cat on the trolley online. Oh my gosh, that's amazing! <laughs> but um, I did. I did notice the ridiculous dog poker painting, and it was just the. the the background pictures, posters in this they're movie. so
0: ridiculous. Why?
2: Amazing. I want to know why. They're so
0: ridiculous. And I'm they're kind screaming. of distracting.
2: Yeah. yeah, That yeah. was totally distracting. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And, and like I think it's important to state just like in the, in the finale of the movie like the movie has been able to create this sense of like is this happening or is this a dream? Like there's oh, moments yeah. where we're not sure as the viewer like what's a dream and what's real life so like th- we go into the finale kind of with that sense of like okay we think she's asleep yeah. so here yeah. we
0: go but there, there's doubt yeah they do a pretty um. good job of blending it i mm-hmm. i think it's i i like i really like that part yeah about this movie is how they're able to blend it
2: yeah because it's not like in other movies where it seems like a cheap shot you know like oh it's right. a dream it it's the whole movie is about it's that. essential
0: to the plot line it's
2: like, oh yeah it's, just it's, good the the way they, it's good the way they do it yeah mm-hmm. totally i agree so yeah she goes into the dream she's you know has the cat and mouse chase scene with freddie and then she is is fighting with him and she knows that she's well at first it takes her a while to find him yeah like, She has to call out for him. He's not Mm -hmm. coming after her. She's she's looking at her watch. Mm -hmm. And she knows her alarm is going to go off in like 10 seconds or something. Mm -hmm. And so she's, you know, calling for him. He kind of attacks her. And then she's holding on to him at the moment where she knows she's going to wake up. And at first she wakes up and she thinks it didn't work. Right. Mm -hmm. He's not here. And you can just see that she is stressed. What am I going to do now? Mm -hmm. And then jump scare there's freddie <laughs> in the bedroom yes, yep. it got me did it get you yes, oh yeah it yeah. did it totally no, it got me. Me. yeah mm-hmm. so she has her secret coffee pot again not only for caffeination but also for self-defense yes, yes.
1: worked and very she, well right over t- the head. purpose yes she <laughs> smashes him over
2: the head with the coffee pot as he's kind <laughs> of coming after her it's brilliant. So, no, it is. It is. And then he he like in a really really creepy tone says, "I'm gonna split you in two. Yeah, you know, he has a, a serving voice. voice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I did not do it justice, but good <laughs> <bad>. yeah. <laughs> so yeah,
1: they're chasing each other around the house, and he's falling prey to her traps.
0: Like, all the, the traps, traps are working.
1: sledgehammer. They're all working. Gets yes. them, yeah, you know, but he's still he's still
2: going after her. Be doing mm-hmm. his thing. And this is where she had told her dad, Dad, you must call me in 20 minutes or come for me. Yeah, come. Yeah, like come, yeah, like, yeah, come wake me up. In 20 right. minutes. Make yeah. sure 20 minutes. And her stupid a-hole dad says sure, but he mm-hmm. doesn't. So then she's calling out of the, he, at this point, Freddie has chased her down the stairs. Mm-hmm. And, and so she's calling out the, um, the, the Window of the door
1: to the cop,
2: and she's like, "Get my dad! Get my dad!" And he's like, "Oh, maybe I should get the lieutenant." Oh, she's
0: like, she's like, "Oh, I got him! I got him! He's in here!" (laughs) And he's like,
2: "Go back to bed." Like he's just not listening to her at all, and she's just like frantic, "Get my dad!" Yeah, Mm -hmm. and then finally, yeah, oh, maybe I should go get him. It was like, but it
0: was like the second or third time that she's like run through the house, gone to a window, been like, "Uh, uh, "It's he's here, (laughs) like he's
2: here, I have him." Oh, it's so frustrating. Yeah. And when the cops then bust into the house where Nancy Mm -hmm. is, you can see the door to the cellar is open. Oh, because Nancy and Freddie. Had ended up making their way down to the cellar, and she like she lit him on fire. Yeah, and then she ran up the cellar and locked the door. Mm-hmm. Then the cops come in, and the door is mm-hmm. open. Yeah, there's like
1: fire footsteps, yeah, fire flaming upstairs.
2: footsteps, flaming mm-hmm. footprints, which was so cool. Yeah, that, that was, was a really cool scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's a struggle with Freddie and the mom, mm-hmm. and you just see this like, and this is where. You have to realize it's the 80s. Right. right. <laughs> Do you get this like burnt yeah. crisp little mom figure in the back? Yeah. Mask? No. <laughs> Which does not look real at all.
0: No, it's not the it's not the best, but yeah. <laughs> and then Nancy and her dad see that. Right? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes.
2: And then Nancy, she's at this point, she's totally gray. She's yeah. totally an old woman. And she just turns to her dad and she's like you go downstairs. I'll be there in a minute.
1: Oh, I'm okay. (laughs) Yeah. She's like, I'm okay. Okay. You Go down.
2: You go downstairs. I'll be there in just a minute. And then Freddie's there and Mm -hmm. coming out of the mattress, I think. And Nancy turns her back to him. Yeah. Mm Kind of like the colonies. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Whatever. Mm -hmm. And that's when he he becomes pixels. Yeah, she says to him you're nothing, you're shit. I want them back. Mm-hmm. She wants her family back and she says he's nothing and he's shit. Mhm. And yep. just like that, just like that. He just becomes like little that. pixels It's, it's the morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mhm. Nancy's a young girl again. Mhm. And the car with her friends.
1: Yeah, it's morning. Mom puts her off to school. She gets in the car with all of her friends. But it alive. Should,
2: it should be noted, the car is not what it's looked like in the past. Right, the mm-hmm. car is red and green striped. Yes, I love that detail. Mm-hmm. I know with a with a fedora colored top because it's like a convertible. Right, yeah. <laughs> so it looks very similar, like Freddie. Hmm. And then we see the final scene, you guys. <sighs> And, and again, I know we also have talked about this before. It's so And much. like how they did it. Mm-hmm. The final scene is the mom is standing at the front porch and a hand busts through the window from the inside of the house, busts through the window to the outside of the house, grabs the mom like by the neck and clearly is pulling a doll. Oh, it's right. so obvious. <laughs> it's so
0: obvious.
1: Right. Yeah. Like the tiny little window <sighs> that like her thigh couldn't have
0: fit through. Yeah. Oh. It's so good. The ending is, I think we've talked about this before, but yeah, there, there, there were multiple endings as an option. Yeah, um, Wes Craven did not like this option. Oh. He oh, did well, he, not want this. He okay. should have trusted his gut because it was. Um, them. Yeah, no, he did not want this to be the ending. I think he like still stands behind the fact that this was not the right ending. Yeah, um, so he wanted more of just they get in the car, they drive away. And then we just panned to the like the children jumping rope with, mm-hmm. um, the little like nursery rhyme, mm-hmm. the song. and like that was it. That's the end. Um, like that. Apparently, they filmed like a ton of different versions. Like, there's there was another version where, um, the top would come down, and then you realize that the driver is actually Freddy Krueger. Oh. Um, and then there, so like they filmed. I I don't even know. I, in the commentary, they say like they just kept filming kind of like alternate endings. Wow. Um. And it's, I feel like this one's just a little too weird. Like it's fine because
1: because it leaves you kind of just being 80s, like, wait, what? Like, like, yeah. like, you're kind of left with just like, what?
2: Either so, do it well or don't do it at all. And yeah. this is
0: not done well. Yeah, yeah. I feel Agreed. like they could kind have of done with that. I kind of like the whole like, yeah, leave it, where they drive mm-hmm. away. But do if, just having the kids like with the yes. kind of creepy nursery rhyme. It's like that's very enough.
1: creepy. Yep. Because
0: the idea with the door pooling thing was like. Oh, it opens the doors for sequels because then you know he's like Freddy Krueger still.
2: It's like no, like you you could have you still have done that. Like well, that's and, not yeah. And you got that with with the car because I we've talked about this before, but sometimes the less you show, the better. Oh the yeah. Car being clearly Freddy, even if you didn't pick that up, they <gasps> then showed the people realizing oh like you you saw Nancy realizing oh shit this is this is Freddy mm-hmm. still I'm right. not safe. Right, and they yeah. made that very obvious before the whole mom threw the yep,
0: front yeah, front door
2: Like I feel like yeah. it was just I it was agree. too much.
0: It, it yeah. yeah, especially because the other effects like were they perfect in the movie? Like no, but that one was like was you're ending bad. it on an extra cheap note. Right, yeah, exactly, exactly. One hundred percent. Wes Craven was right. That was not the correct ending. Yep. Um. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but yeah, that's. Nightmare on Elm Street.
0: The end. Mm -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. So, Mm
0: -hmm. is this a good time to get into some psych and potential
2: dream analysis? I'm excited for this one. I am so so excited for this. So, So just remember, everyone, uh, I am not a real doctor, but it's okay because these are not real people. And even if they were, it's all in their it's dream. All dream. It's all just a dream. So Ooh. tonight I am taking a far departure from actually psychoanalyzing this movie. Mm-hmm. Instead, I'm getting a little bit more into uh psych adjacent dream yeah. analysis. Nice. Mm-hmm. Which, as we kind of alluded to earlier, could be could have some merit could also just be a bunch of like you know like psychics or oh yeah you know astrology or something like that right. mm-hmm. <laughs> so before i get into that i do want to talk a little bit about because they did talk about the effects of not sleeping mhm mm-hmm. and interestingly enough this is actually what sparked part of what sparked my interest in the field of psychology to begin with oh really oh so, yeah mm-hmm. So when I was in high school, I took an AP psychology class mm-hmm. and it was one of my favorite classes. It was just really interesting and one of my favorite things that we did my my end of the year kind of thesis project was on the effects of not sleeping. Oh. So what my really good friend and I did for this experiment is now this I'm aging myself a little bit. We had a Camcorder. <laughs> <laughs> and so we um we did a two-day sleepover. So she came to my house mm-hmm. and we were going to stay up the entire time. Nice. And we conducted various cognitive experiments on ourselves every, I think it was like every eight hours, five or eight hours or something. So we tested our reaction time. We tested our uh, just ability to discriminate things cognitively, um, you know, how fastly we could read, run, things like that. So we did all of these experiments. Yeah. And we had all of these things to keep us up just like Nancy. So the stay I think, awake pills. Yeah. So, well, <laughs> we didn't do the stay awake pills, but we had coffee. We had all of the snacks. And my favorite thing we did is, um, oh, I even have one right here you know, water bottles that you (laughs) use to spray your cat. Like if they are doing something bad, we sprayed each other awake anytime one of us looked sleepy.
0: That's not a bad method, (laughs) honestly. (laughs) I love it.
2: So, and we recorded the whole thing and we ended up getting data on, you know, how well we performed at the test at the beginning. And Mm -hmm. then after staying up for 24 hours, I don't think we ended up staying up. I think we ended up going like, thirty six hours
3: mm. I think it's was tough,
2: yeah, mm-hmm. but it was really tough. like we were wiped mm-hmm. out and we got weird, yeah, <laughs> like when you go <laughs> when you go thirty six full hours without sleep, it's mm-hmm. not good. No. no, no, so just in general, um some things that sleep deprivation will impact is yeah, your reaction time. one of the biggest things is your emotional regulation mm. so, like being irritable, feeling more anxiety and depression. That's something that I, as you both know, I don't sleep very well. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> uh, your short and long-term memory and a lot of your executive functioning skills. So this is things like planning, organizing, decision-making, ability to focus. And this is some things we can kind of see in the characters of this movie. Mm-hmm. I feel yeah. like they do a good job of showing Yeah. You. Mm-hmm. Except oh. she makes great booby traps. Uh-huh. She does. She yeah. <laughs> was does. intact for that. No effect. Yes. <laughs> well, it's like, okay, so she's got the sleep deprivation, but then she's also got the the increased endorphins from, like, needing to be in that survival situation. So it's kind of like, which one wins out at the moment? Yeah, the
0: adrenaline.
2: Gonna, or- the adrenaline. <laughs> yeah. That's what I meant. Mm-hmm. The adrenaline. Totally. He's going to crash hard, though. Oh, yeah. Gonna, like, sleep for so, five days straight. Right. <laughs> Okay, so when I was, I honestly don't even remember, when I was younger and I was interested in psychology in general, someone bought me this dreams book, a complete book of dreams. <laughs> and it has all of this dream analysis. Can that I is like textbook size. Yes. It's, yeah, it's when, I don't even know when this thing was made. But anyway, it's not messing around. Is it scientific? no is it based on anything real probably not well, but is it that's okay <laughs> yes so this combined with some googling for anything that was not in this book although this book has a lot of stuff in it i've uh, analyzed some of the dreams we saw in this movie oh nice mm-hmm. so let's just talk through them some common themes in the movie running there's a lot of running mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. of all the characters so, typically, when you're dreaming of running, it could be that you're running from something that you unconsciously identify with, or that there's like a type of fear at your heels. So, you need to figure out what that fear is. And that's kind of why you're running in your dream, is because you're trying to get away from that fear. But you need to figure out what that fear is in real life. Mm. Like, what is it really that you're afraid of? Mm-hmm. So, to combat dreams of running that are causing you distress before you go to sleep, kind of like the, the advice Glenn gives is you should imagine facing your pursuer in your dream and demand to know why it's chasing you. So like if, mm-hmm. so if you ever dreamed, you know, Freddie was with his knife gloves was chasing you before you go to sleep, imagine yourself stopping, turning around and saying, Freddie, what's up? Mm-hmm. What's the deal. Mm-hmm. Why are you doing this? <laughs> Another ja- uh, like big thing in the dreams was dripping water. Did you all notice that? Yeah. Oh. Like now that you say it, mm-hmm. yeah. There yeah. was a lot, there was a lot of water in general. Yeah. Boiler I mean, mm-hmm. room, but a lot of it I noticed was dripping. So mm-hmm. water in general relates to emotions. Oh. Mm-hmm. There is some hypothesis again in my very. Um, Thorough Here's research? Food, <laughs> thoroughly researched, <laughs> complete book of dreams. There's some connection that it relates to amniotic fluid. And so it, you, it goes back to a time when you're in the womb. Nice. Uh, wow. Yeah. Okay. What that has to do with emotions, I'm not sure. It's but love. water that's dripping can signify emotions in your waking life that are leaking out in your dream or dripping out in your dream. Interesting. Which I feel like is exactly the opposite of what this movie is. It's like Mm -hmm. the dream fear is leaking out into the real world, world, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah. Obviously, there's also a lot of violence in the dreams. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if a woman is dreaming of being attacked, that could represent sexual insecurity or just that she's afraid of males. Well, you know, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. reasonable. So, or if you're dreaming that you're attacking, so in our situation, Freddie is dreaming that he is attacking. That could be that Freddie envies the beauty, charm, and social graces of the the four kids that he's attacking. Mm-hmm. And so he mm-hmm. wants to degrade them because oh. he envies what they have because he doesn't have it. He's mm-hmm. burned, he's dead, he's yeah. an awful person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. In dreams, dying rarely actually means death. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times it is telling you that you need to make a big change. Mm. Like something in your life needs to change. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. So in this situation, I'm not sure that really applies because right. Yeah. <laughs> <But> <laughs> you yeah. know So an interesting thing about knives is that if you think of them kind of as utensils, it could be if you're using knives as utensils, but say you're not, you're supposed to be using a fork or a spoon, but you're using knives. It's really an inappropriate tool. So it, Freddy's fingers as knives, I think mean that Freddie is trying to satisfy his emotional needs in an inappropriate manner. Oh. Mm-hmm. If you're mm-hmm. using knives instead of appropriate nul- tools, you're trying to satisfy your needs in an inappropriate manner. Mm-hmm. That's what I think Freddie's doing. Mm-hmm. Or for murder. Oh, <laughs> okay, so I have like three or four dreams in total of theirs to talk about. Okay. First is Tina's first dream. Mm-hmm. Well, I noticed first of all was that there's a sheep in her dream. Yeah, which is like, like what? Why? That was a little out of place. Yeah, agreed. So a sheep can symbolize being overly obedient, compliant, and part of the herd. I'll wrap this all up in just a second. Mm -hmm. She also, next in her dream, there's steam. Steam can indicate a warning.
3: Mm.
2: Oh, okay. She also hears a lot of screaming and screeching, which can uh, symbolize pent-up emotions and a need to express yourself. Mm -hmm. She sees Freddie, and Freddy is wearing a red and green sweater. This is not a stretch, but... Red in dreams suggests angry. Green suggests envious, which could mean Freddie Ooh. is envious of the daughter of the woman who killed him mm-hmm. and all of her friends and all of the success and like happy mm-hmm. life they're living. Yeah, yeah. Very angry about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So my dream interpreta- interpretation of Tina's first dream is that uh, Tina sees herself in the sheep. So, Tina is kind of the lemming in this situation. She goes with the crowd. She's popular. Mm-hmm. She's maybe mm-hmm. a bit shallow. I think that's kind of what we get from her character in the first mm-hmm. part of the movie. So, she's kind of like the, she's the sheep in the situation. Right. Interesting. But the steam in her dream is this warning of what's about to come for others. And mm-hmm. that's why it's in her dream, the first one. And she hears the screech and the screaming that, the others will eventually hear, which is really just Freddie's pent-up emotions of envy and anger. Huh.
0: Well, I wonder if they did any I know dream yes. analysis research. Cause like this this works really well. It's like I wonder if they did any. I research imagine for what the that dreams they would, would have.
2: show. Yeah. hmm hmm Yeah, it's it's interesting because I feel like dream interpretation could be a little bit like horoscopes in that. Mm-hmm. You can make them what you want them to be, for sure. Yeah. But but this, yeah, it, it's kind of crazy how it all fits. Mm-hmm. So Nancy's wondering that she has in her bedroom where there's the monster in the, the ceiling. So she sees Freddy in the ceiling, and then she sees Freddy with long arms. Right. hmm So arms represent strength and violence. Oh. So the fact that these are exceptionally long arms on Freddy, which was kind of, again, a random mm. thing. Right. Mm -hmm. It was random. The long arms are random. But yeah, when you think of it in context of dreams, it makes sense. Oh, and uh, ceiling can kind of represent something that is your goal and dream in life. So the monster being in the ceiling could represent that Freddy is going to stop them from reaching their goals and dreams in life because he's Mm going to kill them. Mm -hmm. That's why he's in the ceiling, because he's going to prevent them from reaching what they want. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She also hears whispers. And whispers mean that you need to pay closer attention. It could oh, be about your insecurities and anxiety, but it, it means you need to pay closer attention to something. And laughing has a couple of meanings. It could mean something like mockery, if someone's laughing at you. But also just if you are laughing or if there's laughter in your dream, it could mean that you're going to achieve something important. Mm-hmm. If you dream your face coming off is coming off, because this is what happens with Freddie, his face comes off, it could mean a loss of social, social status due to decisions you made. Oh. Well,
1: I mean, that seems accurate. This so here's
2: saying. how I'm going to wrap this one all up. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Nancy needs to start believing in her dreams and warnings. Mm-hmm. The arms are cl- a clear clue about how strong Freddie is and that he means to do them violent harm. So she needs to, play, to pay closer attention to her instincts. Yeah. The laughing could be both Freddie and her. So it could be that he is mocking her and the rest of the victims. But it also, if she's the one that's dreaming the laughing, it could mean that she can be successful at defeating him. Oh. Mm-hmm. the laughing can mean that you're going to achieve it. So I think mm-hmm. both of those things. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do Nancy's next dream. She dreams of centipedes. Oh that mm-hmm. gross centipede in this dream um Tina's crying blood this is the dream where there's liquid stairs that she's sinking into mm-hmm. and there's oh, a shattered yeah. mirror mhm centipedes can represent progressing forward despite difficult challenges Yes, really. Not that's making what
0: centipedes. That's what centipedes represent. Yeah, it signifies <laughs> yes. that your Duh. road. <laughs> yeah,
2: it signifies that your road will be fraught with obstacles and distractions, but it encourages you to be optimistic. It counsels you to let go of any negative feelings and keep going. Crying blood could mean that you feel uneasy in a spiritual way, or that you're unsure how to express yourself. Losing blood could mean a loss of physical or moral strength. Stinking means that you're getting stuck into calamity and dismay. Hmm. And a shattered mirror means that you think your your self-image will no longer exist. That makes sense. Mm That makes sense. So I think this whole dream means that although Nancy is following falling deeper in her dreams, she's making progress in defeating Freddie. So mm. she needs to be stronger in expressing herself and in her ability to stop giving Freddie power. And defeating P- Freddie will stop this horror that has happened due to his negative image of himself that happened when her parents burned him. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. so I think it all kind of makes sense.
0: It, it does. Totally. No, the, the nightmares are, yeah, they're mm-hmm. it's no, adding totally. up. Mm-hmm.
1: See, I don't need therapy. I just need a dream analyst. Ju- okay, well... I think that's what Laura's about to do. Sorry, therapist. All your problems are about to be solved.
2: (laughs) So Rod's dream. He dreams of ropes, sheets, and hanging. Oh. mm -hmm. A rope signifies support. Hanging is um, signaling a deterrent. There's also screeching in his dream, which we talked about is like pent-up emotions. And then there's also when Nancy's dreaming while Rod is being hung – she has that dream where the tongue is coming out of the phone. Do you remember that? Her oh, phone. Disgusting. Yeah. That was very mm-hmm. vile. Which signifies <laughs> communication. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So I interpret this to mean Rod has had no support from his community. Mm. His death will serve as a warning and deterrent to others to not go to sleep, even if they think they should be safe. Yes. Because Freddie will stop at nothing to communicate his message Out to the others. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And finally, the last dream has a lot of fire, whereas we've not had Mm -hmm. much. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And fire indicates physical and emotional potency and how we express it. Mm. But what's interesting is that when fire is paired with water in a dream, it could suggest that physical energy is being restrained by thought. No. Which totally applies to this because it means that the thoughts and dreams can physically impact the people mm-hmm. around them. So your, you know, your brain dreaming things can have an actual it can physically manifest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So really all of the dreams track. They yeah. do. I know. I they must I hope that they can be tracked. I know, well. I know this because it works pretty well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because now we're gonna do some analyst analysis. Of our own dreams oh, that so word is my least favorite word in the analysis universe. well analysis yes, because
1: it's like analyst analyze
2: and i feel like there's a lot of ways to mess that word up that's true <laughs> it's fair that's very true that's fair i'm gonna <laughs> analyze your uh hatred of that word for yeah <laughs> so either Brianna or Vet, one of you should just explain a little bit what your dream was if you remember
0: Um, Okay, the gist of my dream, which honestly, I'm so confused by. In my dream, I was at a golf course, and I went to the store that was on the golf course. And I was basically getting pressured into buying golf shoes. Um, And I I feel like this will be obvious to to everyone, but I'm not a golfer. uh, (laughs) Because in this dream, it was a very intense process to get golfing shoes like I had to do a lot of measurements they had to do a lot of like fitting it was like a very long process of getting these shoes and like I didn't want them like I don't I was like oh I don't need this but they were really pushy but I didn't want to be rude so I um stuck around and went through this very long process of getting um sized for golf shoes (laughs) I
2: love it I don't know (laughs) I actually love your dreams so much. I
0: love
1: it. Like, why? <laughs> why? What? Right. What's the reason?
2: <laughs> Guys, I've decided I'm going to quit my job and just be a yes, dream analyst. I've,
0: you have full support. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if people want to send in their dreams, yeah. You could do some analysis. Yes. Send in mm-hmm. your
1: dreams and $50. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. To <laughs>
2: <those slippers. laughs> if, you're, if you're a fan, we'll do it for free. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay so are you ready buckle up
0: i'm if so you, curious if what you dream of
2: golf golf is a sport where you, in that sport you are your own opponent mm. in golf you're not playing against others you're playing against yourself basically yeah golf so because of that it may it might represent one side of you or one side of your character or an argument that you're having with yourself so, golf represents that, and then shoes can represent your self-image, typically in the form of male desire. Oh, I'm not saying it. The dream book says it. <laughs> All of like this. How is big is book? your? <laughs> <laughs> so, also you're feeling pressure. Okay. In the dream. So yeah. here is here is my interpretation. I'm so excited. You are debating if one aspect of your personality is truly you or just pressure from others, specifically men. It could be something to do with career, family, lifestyle choices, but you're debating if it is your true self that wants this, or is it the pressure from the motherfucking patriarchy? Always the patriarchy. Amen. Yeah, your resistance to the shoe salesperson and the process suggests to me that you think This traditional expectation is not for you.
0: Oh, the shoe salesman was a, was a guy. I don't know if that's Uh, important. mm, Of course it was. Of course course it was. So
2: that, that's my interpretation. What do we think? I love it. I love this.
0: I love this interpretation. I was really wondering if there would be an interpretation from this dream. Because when I shared it with you, it was like, I don't even, uh, surely there's another
2: dream I can think of. <laughs> no, this one was perfect because it seems like nothing like golf and shoes, right? Yeah. But no, it's no. about this part of your your personality or day to day life that you're questioning if it's you or if it's pressure from men, mm-hmm. men in general. So basically,
0: don't let the patriarchy get me down yeah. yes. or pressure That's me into golf
2: shoes. You just got to be true to yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Love yeah. this. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. okay so I had a weird one and I don't know if I can analyze my own dream as well as I can analyze your guys right right this is conflict of interest right (laughs) and I'm gonna have to give a little backstory um once I do my interpretation but I dreamed I was at a swimming pool Mm -hmm. and that a swimming pool well okay I just dreamed I was at a swimming pool and for some reason while I was at the pool I was wearing you know a bikini which I don't always do but sometimes but mm-hmm. my stomach was very tan the rest of me was pale but just my stomach was like really tan okay <laughs> and then in the right. dream at the dream we were um we were drinking wine which i actually i forgot to look that one up but we were drinking wine um and then there was kissing involved and i don't remember if it was like me kissing or other people kissing i just remember that there was kissing someone so it was, was kissing a fuzzy dream mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so a, a swimming pool can represent the importance of leisure time and needing to relax mm. a, s- a tan part of your body can be a warning of getting burned in your waking life what yeah like like not like actually burned but like, but right. like but yeah like like, like, but like yeah yeah like burn (laughs) and perhaps getting burned due to over elaborating your image wow the fact that the the rest of my body is pale um could mean and i forget where i found this but it could mean that a relationship is leaving me feeling drained oh yeah if i dream about being pale oh okay okay And kissing can represent love and affection or a desire for partnership. Mm -hmm. And in the dream, my emotion was like worry and shame. Like for some reason, I felt like worried or shame about Mm -hmm. like my stomach or whatever. Yeah. So my backstory on this is recently I've had a bit of an injury. And I do feel like I'm feeling a lot of self-consciousness about that because it does it is quite visible and it mm-hmm. will heal i'll be fine um but you know when you're when your face is injured and people can see it and that's like your identity i feel like it really messes with your self-esteem yeah so i think in general just because work is really busy right now i've been feeling this need for taking a break and reconnecting with my partner mhm but i'm also feeling very insecure and ashamed about my busted face <laughs> Fair. So I worry that that will get in the way of my ability to fully enjoy my leisure time. Yeah. That's there why I go. think my stomach was burned. The rest of me there was you go.
0: What a <laughs> weird <dream>. pretty, <laughs> but, you know, but it works. It works. It works. <laughs> I just still can't
2: believe that all these things are in the book. I know, right? Yeah. They actually well, and mean there's things. A, there's a few things that weren't, so then I relied upon Google. Oh, okay. That makes sense. That's but fair. most most mm-hmm. things are in the book.
1: Yeah. 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 Okay. Mine's weirder. Mine's more theatrical. Yeah. But I had a dream that my brother Matthew and I were like in an apartment and not an apartment we actually own, but just in an apartment talking about like bucket list things that we've done in our life and what we haven't. And we both realized, and it was like a physical list that we both had written out. Like we just carried around a list. Apparently. Um, but we both realized that we had safari on our list. So we we're like, shit, let's go on a safari. So we did. And it felt like maybe it was Africa that was where our safari was. You know, mm-hmm. it was like that kind of place. But instead of animals like giraffes or hippos or, you know, safari animals, it was those raptors dinosaurs like the ones from Jurassic Park the little guys that just walk on two feet you know they're just mm-hmm. the little one kind of blue um th- that's what the animal was but then we also realized like oh there's penguins which didn't really make sense because oh it does you know it does. but but, it but it we realized like oh my god the penguins aren't part of the safari like they're they're dinner they're the prey so we were like in this team effort of like trying because we were just driving ourselves on a safari, it was just him and I in the car. <laughs> it was a self-guided safari, <laughs> self-guided safari <laughs> with a very large van capacity to hold penguins because we just kept trying to rescue the penguins and we would oh take God. turns like covering. And like I woke up and that was the dream, like we were saving penguins. Mm-hmm. They they were pretty small too, like you know they were handheld penguins.
0: <laughs> they so
2: just, they just, just come penguin. up and throw in the van love this. I love your dream. Yeah. <laughs> and you also told me that the emotions you were having, that there was laugh, like you were laughing yes. in your dream, but then you yes. feel some fear.
1: Yes, exactly. I forgot about the laughing. I've always done that my whole life. I laugh in my sleep a lot, um, <laughs> which can be really fucking creepy. Like It's cute. It's a cute laugh. Yeah. It's <laughs> not like a manical laugh. But, oh. uh-huh. Manic laugh. It's not like an
0: evil laugh in your yeah. sleep. <laughs> That'd that be would be fun amazing. Too. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's my dream. <laughs> I can't wait to hear what so, all of these things
2: mean. I feel like I did such a good job, you guys. I'm so excited. <laughs> okay, so safari specifically is not in the book, but travel is a means of escaping the reality of your daily life. Well, isn't that the hope? Now, and ex- dream? <laughs> exotic travel, which is I feel like safari, mm-hmm. it might indicate that you require challenging intellectual stimulation mm. raptor dinosaurs dinosaurs just in general represent your past specifically childhood memories oh penguins which you were rescuing represent adaptability resourcefulness closeness family and spirituality mm. wow i kind of mentioned this with freddie but but laughing can mean two things one it can mean mockery like if someone's being like laughing at you
0: mm-hmm.
2: or it can indicate that you will be successful huh. like that's what laughing means in the dream mm. you also felt fear right so here's my interpretation you are needing to escape the reality of some past negative childhood memories mm. you need to put them behind you so that you can adapt and further your closeness with family mm-hmm. and spirituality Mm -hmm. and or grow intellectually Hmm. the past childhood memory is blocking you from achieving your true intellectual lifestyle
3: Mm
2: -hmm. Uh, feel your journey to overcome this past has been filled with mockery in the past so you fear that will happen again Mm -hmm. however your laughter indicates that in your journey to overcome these childhood memories you will be successful Mm -hmm. Love. I love it.
1: Is that not a good interpretation? I love it so much. I think it's so perfect.
2: Yeah. So, cancel therapy. We're. Therapy is over. I saw. saw (laughs) Do you want me to send my interpretation to you so you can send it to your therapist? Yes, please. I'll just text it right to her.
1: (laughs) I saw this meme that said, I need a white girl to come and tell me why the moon is making me sad. And I feel like that's kind of what you just did. It so. is.
2: Right. <laughs> but here's here's the good thing is you will be successful in uh-huh. your journey to increase your intellectual stimulation. And Yvette, you just need to trust your own your own self and not mm-hmm. let others pressure you. Do your yeah. thing, girl. I would say these are pretty accurate. I love these. Well yeah. done.
0: Yeah.
3: I love well this analysis. Done.
2: Yeah. I'm so um, happy you had your book to interpret these dreams. I know. <laughs> if any sippers would like me to analyze their dream, just DM us a quick summary of summary. what it was, and I I will get back at you.
0: Oh, I love this. Yes. 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 Oh, that'd be so funny. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, yep. I can't wait. <laughs> All right. Well, I have so many notes. I think I was kind of telling both of you. My notes for for this movie are very long. But I'm really excited. So I think we should be, let's just get into it. Have either of you heard about what the inspiration was for this movie?
2: No, I don't think so. Was it a bad dream? Yes. (gasps) In a way,
0: Wes Craven was inspired by a story he saw on the LA Times. And the story he specifically saw was of a young man, he didn't say like how old he was, who was like he was a scared. He was scared to fall asleep. He felt that something was chasing him or going after him, and so he was doing a lot of the things that we saw in the movie. He was like drinking coffee, taking like pills, doing all of these things to stay awake. But eventually, he just fell asleep. Which kind of like in this movie, his parents were kind of excited about. They're like, "He's asleep. He's good. We'll take him to his room." And after he fell asleep his parents heard screaming coming from the room. And by the time they got to his room, he had died. And this wasn't the only case. So I couldn't find this specific one that West Korean was talking about, but I did find a bunch of old LA time articles because it was a group of um, Laotian refugees that had come to the U.S. around, I'm assuming it was like late 70s, early 80s. And within that that group, there were multiple of these cases. So one of the articles that I had found was here in Portland, Oregon. Okay. Um, It was very, very similar. A man had fallen asleep. His wife, who was sleeping next to him, woke up because he had like labored breathing. And it was enough to wake her up. So it was like a noticeable thing. And she tried to shake him awake, but she couldn't. And then he just died. <gasps> he, he was a healthy 47-year-old man. And so when they went to get an autopsy, like they couldn't find the cause of death. They had no idea what was causing it. And then the um, the morgue pathologist was like, wait, this isn't even the first time it has happened th- this happened there was another refugee that had experienced the exact same thing also young healthy died in their sleep and then they could not find the cause of death and so God. they so there were four of these cases in portland and portland there there were like 2000 refugees that they had taken so four out of 2000 is right. huge like it's like That's why Is it that this group of people is experiencing this? So somehow the people in Portland got in communication. I think it was with like Minneapolis um, who had also taken some refugees and they also had cases. And then they got in contact with Orange County, California, and they had more cases. So the story that I had found from 1981, at that point, they were like, we think there's about 13 deaths. But then an article I found from, oh yeah, it was, sorry, February 1981 is when the first article that I found. By July 1981, they were up to 20. 20 victims who were all from the same. Um, right. They were like, uh, they were Hmong people who were like Southeast Asian refugees mm-hmm. who had all come to the US at the same time. And it was only men they were all all healthy an autopsy was conducted and they couldn't find a, like a cause of death um and, and they just died and so they launched like a whole investigation um because th- that's like a statistic. No, that's wild number um and part of it was like well it had happened in all these cities so maybe if we get someone to look at everyone like do a, a full autopsy like see what happened and they, they couldn't find anything. They some people talked about like um like chemical reactions during like the Vietnam War that they may have yeah. been exposed to. Yeah. But then it was like, well, why would it only affect them in their sleep? And why would it only right. affect men? And why would it only affect this group? So that theory was kind of taken away because it didn't really mm-hmm. make any sense. And to this day, they don't really know what it was. So yeah. it they call it just sudden unexpected death syndrome
1: no that's too much yeah like that's wild right that that's like why is this not a bigger like why is this not a bigger deal why have I not heard of this no I like
0: dove into yeah no it is it's such a fascinating because like that is Like, that's a significant number of people.
2: There probably wouldn't be any way to get this data because, obviously, if they're refugees, it means, you know, their country was not in good shape at the time. But I'm wondering if anyone who was not a refugee who stayed where they originated from mm -hmm. also had that. Yeah, so
0: they, because there was um, someone, it was like, you know, I feel like this was just rooted in racism, which was like, oh, mm-hmm. well, they probably are also seeing this in, like, among the Hmong people in Southeast Asia, but, like, we track it better in the U.S., so that's why we are seeing these numbers. Um, that's absolutely a lie. Like, it was like, no, yeah. like, I mean, I, I guess everywhere has, you know, s- some people who just s- suddenly die. Like that, Yeah, like, that right. It is, that is a thing. But, yeah. but there weren't, like, one in a million Right. Not right. like this in the case of Portland, four out of 2,000. Right. right. So as far as I could tell, Tuesday, they actually, they don't know what happened.
1: Is Has it been bad? like continuing or was it just that episode?
0: It was just, well, because it was amongst this specific group of refugees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it stopped there. Yeah. just a That fascinating, is fascinating. And just, I mean, it's just heartbreaking, right? Like the, yeah. it, like, I think they were- I don't remember the exact number, but it was kind of like 25 to like maybe up to 50. So like Mm -hmm. young by, you know, all things considered. So young men all in their sleep. That is wild. Right? I need to know. I know. Yeah. If If if
1: anyone is listening and is a true crime podcast and you know about this. Hit us up. What is scary Maybe. thing?
0: And yeah, so Wes Craven saw the news article yeah. and he was like, "This is yeah, life. I got it. I can make I gotta a whole go movie here." Of this and and he said, like, as soon as he shared the script with anyone, everyone was like, "This is wild. This is an amazing like mm-hmm. idea that that's yeah, yes." Mm-hmm. But yeah, if anyone has looked at, because I I looked into like the archives to find the original articles, mm-hmm. but I haven't found a lot of like more recent stuff. Yeah. So if anyone knows, if they have. Figured out what happened. I would love to know. Yeah, maybe I'll take a deep dive later. But it is a fascinating case. Yeah,
1: super fascinating. Yeah, dang, that is that is something to think about. Right? My goodness.
0: <laughs> um. Okay, so I was thinking instead of doing kind of like a this time in history, I have just a story of how this movie was made. Oh yeah, and how it so. New Line Cinema made this movie. Um, And it's kind of been nicknamed The House That Freddy Built because the success of this movie is really what carried and kind of saved the studio.
3: Mm -hmm. Um,
0: So I'll go back. Wes Craven had this idea for this movie. He wrote the script and he tried to kind of sell it around. Like at this point, he had already had successes. Like he had already done The Last House on the Left. He okay. had done, I think it was The Hills Have Eyes. Mm-hmm. He had done a couple other movies. So like he wasn't unknown yeah. um, at the time. But the horror genre had gotten a little saturated. Mm-hmm. Um a lot of people think just like with the invention of VHS and being able to make all these movies that go direct to the consumer, like slasher movies were pretty like quick, cheap, and easy right. to make, distribute. Yeah. So yeah. it was just harder to get funded. So mm-hmm. West Craven had this, and for three years, he shopped it around, and no one wanted to make it. Wow. Like, no one really believed in it. That surprises me, because it's, yeah.
2: I think, idea-wise, just- mm-hmm. like
0: premise, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Just concept-, think concept a is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Like, but, brilliant.
0: Yeah, no one wanted it, um, until a man who really said, fake it till you make it, Robert Shea, the owner, creator, CEO, I don't know, all, all of that of New Line Cinema picked it up. And n- now when I say New Line Cinema, you're like, that's great, right? That's, yeah. that's a big studio. That's a big deal, right? Uh, back then, it was kind of like a New Line Cinema was a distribution company. And by distribution, I mean that he like sold VHS tapes to college students
2: Okay. um i was like picturing right. i was picturing some dude like selling stuff out of the trunk of his car yeah like, the like way that basically like, yeah.
0: yeah um and his office was his apartment okay uh, for a while uh the the one thing that kind of did bring some money in is at one point the original distribution company that had texas chainsaw massacre la- lost the rights and so he scooped up the rights and redistributed that i think he even got it in theater so he like he made a little money that way, yeah. Um, but before this movie, I think as a production studio, they had released one movie that absolutely bombed. Nice. So when I say New Line Cinema picked it up, it wasn't exactly like a like an exciting, like thing a good thing. <laughs> it's right. like, a, oh man. <laughs> I'm
1: like, I guess.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. So the movie had a budget. They were shooting for like one million dollars. They're like, they're like, let's just get one million dollars. Um Robert Shea put up a lot of the money just like himself. I think yeah. he had a lot of like his personal money in it. Um and then he was able to get another production company to put up I think it was like like a million dollars mm-hmm. um into the movie. But kind of at the last second they pulled out. They just mm-hmm. they didn't feel like giving them the the million, didn't really believe in it. But they had already started production at this point. So they had started production. They were 2 weeks into shooting and they had no money.
3: Oh,
1: my
0: gosh. Um, so one of the producers was like, it's cool. I'll just put it on my credit card. Um, like, <laughs> people's <right>. pay. <laughs> like, how do you put people's pay on your credit card? Right? <laughs> it was the 80s. I don't <laughs> know. Throw it on my tab. Fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he covered some people's work, like, one week's worth of work on his credit card. I think some people were just asked, like, can you please just work without pay? And, like, we swear we'll right. give you money We at probably... Some point. Um, Wes Craven's agent told him to just not show up. Um, he was, his agent was like, yeah, this is probably just going to like fall through. So he just, so Wes Craven wasn't there for the beginning. Oh my really God. Because it looked like there was no funding. It right. looked like it wasn't going to happen. But at the last minute, our boy who just fake it till you make it was able to get the money. Nice. Okay. Okay. From I don't know where, but he got
2: money. Oh, so okay. Wow. Um, Can you it's just such a classic now that it's 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 right? so interesting to think about that it maybe wouldn't have been. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um so yeah, so he gets the funding, but like they are running on like a tight schedule because you know, they need to get it done as quickly as possible. So like so they start production, they're trying to do it as quickly as possible. In like some of the commentary videos, the actors talk like you felt the stress. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. there were people just kind of like you could tell that. They wanted you to move quickly. Um, Someone who I absolutely love was in the commentary is Sarah Risher, who was a producer, you know, with New Line Cinema. Mm -hmm. And she called because she was like – she was new. She – in – I forget. One of the videos I saw, she was like, I basically lied to get this job. Like, you know, to get this producer job. Just said she had more experience than she did. Um, And so someone told her – because she was like, what do I do as a producer? And it's like, just like pace back and forth and like look at your watch. Like, just (laughs) – <laughs> make it look,
2: yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> that's basically all I do at my job. No, it's right.
0: <laughs> so our girl Sarah's pacing back and forth, looking at her watch. People are feeling the pressure. So like they're trying to get this thing done quickly. And then by the end of production, it's one of those like, like, wait, what? So at the end of production, this music supervisor had been given money, I don't know, cash or a check. That he was supposed to give to the composer of the movie. The music supervisor got in a car accident mm. where the other person was killed. There was a death in the other car. They didn't want to be charged with manslaughter. So he fled with the money. <laughs> uh, and So the composer of the movie did not get paid.
1: Oh my which is Gosh! Like, what? Like wild.
0: Um. Oh so God. our girl Sarah, who you know, was d- doing her best, pacing back and forth, on the day that she was giving, she had just given birth. Oh, you just given birth to her suddenly. Mm-hmm. She gets a call from Robert shea the you know wh- whatever he was at New right. Line, saying, "Hey, so this happened." Can you call the composer and see if he's willing to work with us? And so on the day she gave birth, she called the composer to say, hey, I'm so sorry. You are not going to get paid yet. But can you please make all the music for our movie? Because, again, they were working on such a tight budget that it was like one guy. He like wrote, sang did play the music in his house like it was like oh a one-man gosh. show she's like can you please still do that and we promise to pay you later um and
2: he was shockingly cool about it and said yeah oh I'll do gosh. it get the check later wow. how the hell did this movie get made <laughs> unbelievable like all of this stuff it's it's so insane so then they finally have a movie
0: it's okay. been edited they're they're kind of ready to go and so new line produce the movie, but they were hoping someone else would distribute it, right? Because that's a big part, is like getting it into theaters is mm-hmm. it's a big job and it's expensive. And so they had scheduled a movie with Paramount. They're like, this would be a huge get, right? So they scheduled a screening to be like, here's the movie. You guys can distribute it. And so they're showing the movie. They're oh, they're actively having the screening with Paramount. And the editor gets a call from Robert Shea from from New Line. And he says, hey, what ending is in this version that you're showing Paramount? And he had gone with Wes Craven's ending. And Robert was like, oh, no, I told Paramount about getting sucked into the door ending, and they really liked it. So you need to change it, like right now. (laughs) And so the editor called his poor assistant. Um, Because, you know, back in that, back in the day, you just, you had the film. Right. He's like, bring the other ending and we can like cut it in. And what, scissors? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's like, we'll cut it in for the screening.
1: Wow. And
0: so the assistant gets there as quickly as possible, but they don't have enough time. Like, it's like, they can't do this live. And so Robert Shea decides, no, like the ending is so worth changing that we're going to have a break in the screening.
2: Okay, intermission.
0: So, so, yeah, but it was like near the end of the movie. Aww. So near the end of the movie, they're like, hey, guys, we'll be back in like five minutes. And so they spliced the new ending in, they get sucked through the door, but it was like, it, it had completely it. ruined mm-hmm. the momentum. So yep. Paramount, I think it was the next day Paramount was like, yeah, we're not, no, we're not going to okay. do that. So yes. they were kind of left with distributing it themselves. Wow. Like, we'll just have to do that and i think they had gotten some like a movie critic or reviewer <clears throat> to watch it and luckily they loved it and so they i think wrote a review or something which like got people out there and so it was a slow release but like it was successful oh, people loved it people goodness. were like <laughs> waiting in lines wow. out the door to go buy tickets to this movie so they ended up having a final budget of 1.8 million and they grossed 57 million. Nice. Out of nice. This. Well done. So it it definitely took newline out of bankruptcy. Yeah. And but they had to put into, the work in <laughs> into a <laughs> profitable studio.
2: Everyone eventually got paid. Then. Yes. yes.
0: <laughs> Everyone got paid. Everyone was cool. And the moral of the story is lie on your resume, make yep. it till you make it. Yeah. And
1: just walk you around and look anything. at your watch. Your fine. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. mm-hmm. I love um, that. So yeah, New Line would obviously go out, go on to do insane movies. In 1990, they released Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, yes. which was the highest-grossing independent film of all time. Oh my gosh! When it came out, it did eventually get surpassed by The Blair Witch.
3: Oh.
0: Um. And then they would later go on to do the Lord of the Rings trilogy.
3: Oh,
1: okay. Um, which would wow.
0: gross over 2.9 billion worldwide. Yeah. Dang. But we would have That's none cool. of that. If that it nightmare were awesome. on Elm Street mm-hmm. and Freddy Krueger.
1: Love um, it. So good. So good. Yeah. It's
0: just the story of of the movie getting made. It's like one company just taking such a big gamble. It's yeah. so
2: wild. Like you could yeah. not do that today.
1: No, mm-hmm. you could not. No, but they had their redemption arc. It
2: was Yeah. Yeah. And it really paid off because I mean it's just it's such it's such a cool idea and really unique for the time. It's it was the first one to do it, so it's well and it's now a yeah. classic. Like it's when such a you classic.
1: talk about horror you, classics, this is mm-hmm. one of the big yeah, ones. Yeah, you
2: can't you can't have any sort of a haunted house, Halloween event, anything without a reference mm-hmm. to Freddy Krueger. It's totally it, yeah, it's, yeah. It's crucial for horror at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amazing. So
0: that's how it was made. And then I nice. still have some fun facts that I could wrap us up with. Yeah. And then we could call it there. Okay. The for the movie, all of the boiler room scenes were shot in the basement of the Lincoln Heights jail in LA. Oh. Uh right after they finished shooting, um, they condemned it due to oh. high levels of asbestos.
2: Oh, nice. So, so not only were they not getting paid, but they were also getting asbestos. Yeah, <laughs> cool. absolutely.
1: Yeah, all of the day's work.
0: <laughs> Shout out to everyone who was involved. <laughs> yeah,
1: they're
0: amazing. Um, I talked about the inspiration for like the script, but for the name, mm. I don't know if you guys knew this, but Wes Craven named it Fred, Fred Krueger because that was the name of his childhood bully
2: i love that i love that i feel like i maybe did hear that somewhere but yeah that's amazing i love that (laughs) amazing
0: and i think he had even used the names before on i forget if it was the last house on the left or the hills have eyes but he named like one of them fred and then the other one like kruger so nice he's he's uh
2: he's he's held on to that name yeah I've i've never seen the last house on the left i don't know what that movie is
1: I know of it, but I haven't seen no, it. No, I haven't
2: seen it either. Oh,
0: yeah, because yeah, yeah. didn't they like redo it? I I feel like there was it, a remake, right? I, okay. I Just feel like I need familiar. to
2: I need to look into this more. Yeah, queue. Add it to the queue. Add it to the queue. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I talked about the limited budget for special effects. Jim Doyle, who was who was leading the special effects, the effectual effect, uh, uh, special effects designer Jim Doyle, had a budget of fifty seven thousand dollars. Okay. okay. That's it. To make a so rotating
2: why- room. <laughs> so that's why we saw an actual uh pillow stuffed doll right. through go through the window. Okay. That's yeah. fair. I mean, I guess I can understand
0: it. At that's best. fair. Yeah. yeah. That's like, that is very, very low. And he knew that that was too low, but he was like, I'm so desperate for work. I guess I can do it for $57,000. <laughs> nice.
1: Um, All right. Well, they got the right person for it then and they made it work.
0: Given their budget. <laughs> I feel like the effects were pretty good. Honestly, yes. Consider that, and just
1: the the time, the era, like because mm-hmm. yeah. like his face really was truly like disgusting, and mm-hmm. I think oh yeah, you could appreciate it. Like the effects, even just on Freddy, were amazing. So, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Um. So when they were originally trying to cast for um for Freddy Krueger. Wes Craven wanted a stunt double, just as like, you know, because I think that was pretty standard with horror movies. Okay. It was like, you just have a stunt double, do it. You know, they're chasing, they're doing right. whatever. Um, but he kind of realized that that wouldn't work. So they decided to look for an actual actor okay. to play the role. Uh, so Robert England is the person who who plays Freddy Krueger in the movie. And I guess for the audition, he put like Ash under his eyes, because it's kind of like a trick, I guess, to make your eyes kind of look like sunken in. And mm-hmm. then he took just, like, grease from, like, the dipstick, you know, for, to like, yeah. check the oil levels on your car, yeah. and, like, ran it through his hair. It nice. oh, so just gosh. kind of looked, like, greasy and dirty. And then he tried to just, like, hold eye contact and blink as little as possible nice mm-hmm. during his audition. So that's, that's awesome. what ended up getting him the role. And I feel like he did it so well. Like, he oh, did it yeah. I, yeah. You could tell it was an actor, not just like right. a stunt double who's like, oh, okay, go here, go to that." Like point. it was he Freddy added Curry. like a style. No, yes. so he did the Freddy Krueger. The, the
2: yeah. moments where he's where he's talking or or yeah, making that eye contact with the camera. Yes. It's mm-hmm. it's very well done. Yeah. yeah. Um
0: the address of the movie is 1428 Elm Street is is where one of the houses is. Um the actual address in LA is 1428 North Genesee Avenue. So they just kept it as the same street numbers. Uh, the owner of the house is that the house numbers are just always stolen. Um, oh, they we'll mm. just go and steal them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The movie. Um, they never say the word Elm Street. No, the they I, mm. I noted that. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. I tried to find, like, well, why did he call it this? And th- there's honestly multiple things. I, I don't actually know if anyone knows. Uh, one of the biggest ones I saw was that it was named after the street where he went to college um, in Illinois, which has an Elm Street. And then another thing I saw was that it's, so he worked as a professor for a while um, at a college in New York, which also has an Elm Street. Okay. And so there's actually been like multiple references and I think they actually keep it intentionally vague. I think there's even like I forget if it's West cream or someone else who says like, you know, every town has an Elm street, literally. Mm, right. You can find it everywhere. Yeah. Um, so I don't actually know where he got Elm street from. I don't yeah. know if anyone does know. It works it's, though. It, it works really well. It does. Uh, one thing I, I, I forgot if it was in the commentary or in something else, but at one point they say, in the sequels, we find out that they're in Ohio mm. and it's like, just, just say you're in California, right? The palm trees were Ohio, like the palm yeah. trees were very like I used right. like the commentary or something, and I was like taking notes, and they were like, "Oh, you know, they were supposed to be in Ohio." I was like, "They were not." they not Ohio. Ohio.
2: Looks like no, I would not, not have thought all. Ohio. That no. little
0: scene with like the river and like the palm trees. Yeah. That's not in Ohio.
2: No, no. no.
0: So I just made it oh, how note funny of that. <laughs>
3: that's how amazing.
0: Funny. Um. Oh, in the credits. The character is credited as Fred Krueger, not Freddy. Interesting. I think in the next movies, like all the sequels, it's Freddy. But in this one, it's Fred.
2: I did notice, because I am an old lady and I watch um, with subtitles on, Mm -hmm. I was surprised that Freddy in the subtitles was spelled with a Y and not an I-E. Because originally, I would have spelled Freddy with an I-E. Oh, so oh, I, I would done never. With a y. I you would have always done do the why? Yeah, maybe yeah. I've been living in Utah too long. Maybe yeah, yeah. Because I assumed Freddy, I.e., e. oh, no, interesting, it was a
0: why?
2: Oh God, you guys have been living in Utah too long. i The so names.
0: Um the knives on the gloves are tomato knives. What the which hell I guess is a are tomato knife? Why did Oh, I and like also, that. I guess they had multiple versions of the gloves. Um, so one of them was actual knives. So it was sharp. And nice. so people would ke- keep putting them on and they're like, oh, neat. And then they'd close their hand and then they'd cut their arm. Oh,
2: Shahoo! Yeah. yeah. Didn't know her.
0: So I guess that kept happening. And then they would alternate between the sharp ones and the non sharp ones um, in filming. So in the bathtub, it's the sharp ones. Oh my cool. God! Comforting. Right?
3: <laughs> wow.
0: The actress who plays she Nancy was actually. like, yeah, I'd have to ask, like, okay, like, are these the non-sharp? I mean, right. make sure you have the right ones on. Oh. Yeah, just active knives strapped your hands. Yeah, <laughs> like walking around and delicate
2: places. No. Yeah,
0: you. yeah. It's like I feel like they could have used the fake ones, right? Oh, let's see. Um, oh, there were a couple scenes I talked about how by the end there they were getting a little rushed, and mm-hmm. everyone felt the pressure. Of this movie. Mm-hmm. So there were a couple scenes that weren't directed by Wes Craven. Mm-hmm. One of them is the stairs. When the stairs turn into.
2: Yeah, I like that scene.
0: That mm-hmm. little the squishy thing. Right. Uh, Liquid. Some references say it's like. Bisquick mix. Like pancake mix. Others oh, say it's oatmeal and glue. I think mm-hmm. it's. I'm sure they made some sort of concoction in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. So Robert Shea. Our, our new line cinema guy. Was kind of like pressuring. Wes Craven at this point. And so that scene was actually inspired by a nightmare that Robert Shea had had. So uh-huh. Wes Craven was like, do it yourself. This is your nightmare. Yeah. I don't, if you're going to keep pressuring me. Right. Do it then. Um, and then someone else who came in to help was Sean S Cunningham, who had worked with Wes Craven on Friday the 13th. Um, he kind of called him in for help as okay. like a, I need to shoot these scenes. They need to look like this. I trust you. Please help me. Uh-huh. So he came mm-hmm. in at the end too and just kind of like helped like get through scenes yeah. while Wes Craven did other scenes. Yeah. Um. So he had he had some assistance with the scenes. Okay. okay. Um. Oh, I mentioned that during Glenn's death, they used like two hundred and something gallons of fake blood or something for the whole movie. They used five hundred gallons <laughs> of okay. fake blood. Okay.
1: So that's, that's like. So much for Glenn's, because his was such a huge... Yeah, so he was, yeah, like,
0: yeah. almost half, yeah. half of the fake blood in one scene. Oh. Um, okay, and then the the last uh, fun fact is the scene where Freddy is set on fire in the basement, mm-hmm. you know, he runs and chases Nancy up the stairs, and then he kind of, like, falls back, and then, like, goes back up, and then is, like, pushed down. So in the original script, it was just, um, like go kind of up the stairs and then like that's kind of it like it was it was a much shorter uh, man on fire okay but the stunt guy um anthony cacere anthony cacere he was like that was his thing was being lit on fire like if you saw a man on fire in a movie during this Mm -hmm. time it was probably him like he was the guy to get um and so he just like added a little extra, you know, he was like, I'm going to run up and then I'm going to fall I'm down here. and I'm going to run up oh, again. So it was like, let's do it. But, like they're talking about it. it's like everyone's just like anxiously waiting because like you're just waiting with like a fire extinguisher, you know, right. like, you ready to like, okay, call cut. And yeah. blow him out. Um, but he just like kept doing things. <laughs>
1: Just soaking in every moment that he Honestly,
2: can. It worked. He's, it was he's great. got a passion in life. You know, yeah. he has a raft, and he's yeah. gonna. Quit. I think West Crane was really
0: excited. He's like, "I'm so happy you're my stunt man." <laughs> that's <awesome. laughs> Um, and that's the last of the fun facts.
2: Those are good fun facts. Oh yeah. Wow, wow I feel well,
1: like-, like what a production! Yeah,
2: yeah. this was seriously. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. What a journey. I know it would be interesting to like compare. How making movies in the '80s was to now how yeah. making movies is now like so much has got to be so different. Mm-hmm. With well, just all the CGI now and the
2: AI, mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah. but just no, all the people power
1: like, how many one. people you would have to have on set to do mm-hmm. wild? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. Well, I think that's a good time to do our ratings because mm-hmm. here on Spooky Sips, we don't give stars, we give sips. Yeah. So out of five sips, how many do you give this classic movie?
2: I feel like this one's hard. I know I agree. I agree. I I feel like kind of like we've done with a lot of the movies, you have to give it credit for the longevity and just the the way that this movie has just become an iconic movie in the horror Mm -hmm. world. There are some things that bother me about the movie, mm-hmm. like the the bad special effects, um, the less than ideal acting, but that take me out of it a little bit. But there's also so much good that just I feel like you couldn't get if it was a different movie. Yeah. So I fully recommend it. I highly enjoy it. I have watched it multiple times and I will watch it again. So I'm going with a 3.75.
0: Okay. Yeah.
2: Mhm. Mhm. Very good movie. Mhm. Yeah.
1: yeah. I think I would have to go with a three for me. Okay. Because I still really enjoyed it. Would recommend it. I think just the fact that it's a classic, you have to see it. But like compared, for instance, to when we watched Friday the Thirteenth, I enjoyed that movie. More than this one mm-hmm. for me. Like I, I was able to stay in that movie a little bit more than this one. So yeah, I would give it a three.
0: Okay. Yeah. No, I was thinking, I was thinking of a similar note where it's like, it it's good. Mm-hmm. And when it came out, I think it did a lot that was different. And there's a lot of it that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think just when I compare it to other movies, I think I like, I enjoy Scream more. Yeah. Enjoy Night Run 13th. I enjoy Halloween. I think I put all of them a little bit above this movie. Mm-hmm. So I was also thinking a three. Yeah. Three out of yeah. five. Very solid. Mm-hmm. Worth yes. watching. Totally. But like not, not like absolute favorite. Agreed. Yeah,
2: definitely. Very, mm-hmm. yeah. very similar. Mm-hmm. I just think for me, it's like more the, the concept, like bumps it up. Oh yeah. I just think the concept fair. is so good that I I have to give it a little bit higher. So oh, definitely. Very fair. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: All right. So I don't think I've ever been so excited to say what we're watching next.
2: You guys, (laughs) I I know I did dry January, but we have to be drunk while watching and then while recording. Yeah. Like we have to. Well, we we have to
1: because there's no other way that I could get through it if we weren't.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Personally, because I've tried and I've failed. (laughs) I've actually never seen this movie in completion because I've never made it through. So we thought, tis the season. Valentine's Day. It's Love. Love is in the air. So we're watching Twilight.
2: Yeah, we are. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's happening. I know it's it not a horror. I mean, we should specify. We realize this is not a scary movie. It's, um, it's horror. scary
1: for much different reasons. <laughs> it has
2: a vampire in it. I guess it's we'll say. vampire. Which is a scary It thing. counts. It counts. It counts. <laughs> but we're watching. Will you do it, Brian Yeah, we're watching Twilight. I'm so excited. I can't
0: wait.
1: Oh, get sipping first because you'll want it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And get to watching. And we'll see you next time on Spooky Sips. Bye. 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 (laughs) Cute. Oh,
0: Oh, my gosh. Thank you for listening to Spooky Sips. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you're listening. To stay up to date on all the spooky things we're up to, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at spooky sips underscore podcast. And if you want to help support the podcast, consider buying us a coffee or really a cocktail. We are completely independent, so every little bit goes a long way to keeping our podcast running and improving. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in two weeks.